Alrighty, folks, this is another secret episode of Talking During Movies. You know, Talking During Movies, we get together, I grab someone, I grab two people, three people, four people, never five, it's good at four, it's best at four, it's best at two, it's best when it's not five because I only have four microphones. I guess I do have five microphones, but I only have four ports on the soundboard, so let's get back to the fact it's best where Max is out at four. Uh, but this one's a secret one. So, you know, we take key moments, uh, we take key quotes from a film, and then that drives the conversation in this film, Jurassic Park. And why Jurassic Park and why a secret one? Um, I don't know. Maybe because the last installment of Jurassic Park is coming out tomorrow or at midnight tonight. Either way, this is coming out before that. Suck it. So you have time to listen to this, get excited, giggle, laugh, crack some beers, get ready, and then get your midnight showing of Jurassic Park, whatever you want to do. We did this one at the Secret Studio. That doesn't matter. We still give love to do, 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 do dirty bills. We, uh, we, you know, that's our home away from home. That's our secret little studio. We love to get in there, but sometimes, you know what? World Cup going on, people traveling, getting busy. You just, you gotta, you gotta move along. So we snuck to the secret studio, and I grabbed my boy Justin. And let me just, let me tell you a little bit about Justin real quick. All right, he is the principal at Run Dog Realty. Find him, sell, do whatever you gotta do. Okay, talk to him. I mean, sure, he's a real estate savant, but here's what you don't know. He's an exceptional ballroom dancer. He surfs waves that make dolphins pause and go, is that motherfucker a mouth breather? He has a two-year-old son that already knows how to play poker and has an open seat at the World Series of Poker, something you don't have. In one short week, he perfected the Mai Tai. You still can't find the right ice. He loves whiskey on a pure level. I'm talking a soul pure level, the kind of purity that enjoys a $12 bottle as much as a $200 bottle. Take that, you whiskey-loving motherfucking snobs. And finally, that math movie, you know, in Boston with Matt Damon. Don't want to drop any names. Don't want to hurt your toes, but there it is. Minus the whole janitor thing. Not that there's anything wrong with that, okay? And the bad attitude. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But the math smarts part, the whole thing where he's figuring stuff out on the blackboard. Yeah, that's based on him. That's based on Justin, right? That's his math whiz. So that's the guess we got coming in. And he did this right before he went and got a root canal. So... If you can't come with that kind of game, mm, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Oh, and some shout outs inside to the Vegas fact checker a couple of times because we love him. So I hope he's listening. Well, he has to because he's our fact checker. And uh, Sam Tripoli, man, I just want to say real quick, um, dude, I love your podcast. Uh, it's so much fun and it inspires me in a lot of ways. And I think you'll see in this podcast from me listening to your hundred episodes and everything else that's been going on. That when we're talking about creating dinosaurs in a vacuum that's totally weird and surreal, that I get to spin that into like, what about all these other conspiracies? What about all these other things that could happen? What about this? What about that? And dude, I owe that all to you. So I appreciate you, man. Anyways, enjoy Justin. Enjoy I. Enjoy Jurassic Park. And here's your theme song.
Boom, Justin, welcome. Welcome. Yeah, you gotta get that microphone. Get I get I get in trouble by uh, by my neighbors and some friends who listen regularly. They're like, we hear your voice just fine. You're loud and obnoxious. Sometimes your guests are too quiet. I'm like, Jesus. Okay, guys, I get it. I just get it all up in the mic. Get it all up in the mic. So um, we're at the Secret Studio. Thanks, uh, Secret Friend, for the Secret Studio. I left you a present. Don't tell anyone what that present is, or I'll get in trouble. Um, yeah, so we're gonna do Jurassic Park only because this Friday. Jurassic World ending dinosaurs coming at you is coming out. There's only been like 19 of these. 19, I, yeah. So I think this is actually number 19. Number 19. They're all good. Um, so I'm going to hit play. We're at 25 seconds. Now we're at 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. You guys are queued up. Uh, I watched this again the other night. Just didn't refresh. Hold on. I got to ah, open a beer there. Uh, just get everyone queued up here. Watched it the other night. I forgot how violent this movie was. It was very violent. I haven't seen it in years, but I do recall the violence in it because people just getting, or not, well, not so much people. People do get eaten in it. Yeah. But the animals themselves, too, just uh, ripping stuff. Ripping, ripping stuff, stuff apart. Stuff, just ripping into it. And if we're going to jump right into this as, we're, uh, as they're unloading a dinosaur and they're getting ready, I feel like this is analogous of your day, which is here comes the root canal. Here comes the root canal, yeah. <laughs> I had a, a dentist appointment this morning. And I went in and uh, thought, you know, eh, I might have something going on. I got a little bit of pain going over here. Check us out. And they said, we need to send you to an endodontic. Endodontic? A guy that does root canals. So that's where I'm going this afternoon. So right after this, I go and they're going to drill in me. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's exciting, kind of. It's exciting. Yeah. I mean, so it's a good warm-up, right? I mean, yeah. if you're going to get up, if you're going to go under, the last memory you want to have is... A microphone, a beer, and silent dinosaurs ripping things apart. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it doesn't get any better than that. That's basically my dream. It is. Uh, <laughs> I find it fascinating that they've got this terrifying dinosaur, and these dudes are just holding M16s and tasers. I would probably be in a steel cage that's inside another steel cage, and they'll say, release them. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. These guys are crazy. Have you seen the the Japanese game where they um, they put the person in the clear cube and then they let a polar bear go after him? No, I don't think I would even do that though. <laughs> Unless that clear cube is surrounded by a steel, like clear, that's plastic, you know. So uh, yeah. I, I need some steel, something, and then like secondary. So even with the steel, I want another steel cage around that. You got to. I just don't want it. That's probably my biggest fear, other than being burned. Alive is being eaten alive. That, yeah, that's definitely my thing. It beats burning. So my friend Jesse Mann and we talked about this when we did Dawn of the Dead, um, which was that, which was that uh, as we were we were watching this, we were talking about you know what else scares you, what else goes out. By the way, this this dinosaur is going after this guy, right? <laughs> and they're using tasers on it, like that's gonna work, like like a cattle prod. Just stop your nonsense. It's a dinosaur. Thick skin, everything's there. But just me, I'm talking, and the fear of being eaten alive, like a bear, is they eat you butt first. Dang, yeah. So you're there. You're, uh, you're, your eyes are open. I, if if I was gonna get eaten, I would just be like, take my head first. Tiger, something. Tigers go Tiger. neck and head neck, first because yeah. their teeth um, have sensory receptors that can feel the pulse. Huh. Interesting. Terrifying. Yeah. Especially. But I would prefer that than eh, let's start with the leg or my butt. And yeah, because then they just eat your ass, right? And then you're there, because you can't, because you can't get away. Yeah, that's that's not fun. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, this is why I will never go on a safari as well, because 
my luck, I'd be the dude that gets eaten. Or the dude that's driving along and all of a sudden out of nowhere, boom, a cheetah just jumps into your little patrol car and you're like, I'm sorry. And they're like, thank goodness everyone stood still. What a shock. First of all, you're, you're hanging out in Cheetahville. Cheetahville, no desire. No desire. No desire. I don't, see, I don't have that desire either. The elephants there aren't nice. Um, I can see all those animals in a zoo. Yeah. So. Or some I, people call animal prison. I'm not saying I'm for it. I'm just, <laughs> you're just saying it I saves me about 15 hours in a plane. It saves me the, the time and worry of, uh, you know, getting eaten alive. It's true. And even the zoo, I'm still not that comfortable about. Uh, like, have you been to the movies? Austin Zoo? I actually have. I went one time. And Local all the, yeah, the animals all were sleeping. Um, or so they said. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, none of them were moving, which relieved me a little bit because if that lion is running in circles and jumping at the fence and gate, I'm like, eh, you know, but if he gets really pissed, maybe you can get out. I don't know how well you guys made the zoo. It's Austin Zoo. It's just, yeah. yeah, so it's Austin's in the middle of nowhere. And fun fact, number two in the world, tigers. Texas. Wait, what? Yeah. I don't think that's a fun fact. That <laughs> <laughs> We're one Bastrop flood away from some tigers getting loose. And you're like, mom, you're here. Oh, crap. All right. What's that in the front yard? Oh, that's a tiger. No it's worries. just a tiger hanging out, having a good time. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those things where, you know. So your pivotal moment, they find a mosquito in amber. And I guess it's the pivotal moment because they're assuming that that mosquito didn't bite a caveman or a cave woman. I don't want to assume gender. Yeah, that's 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 that's, that's bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I want to be misogynistic towards what what was surviving back then. But uh, so yeah, that it was a dinosaur. Yeah. That's a big assumption. That it wasn't another bug. Like it wasn't just a Something, big bug. Yeah. yeah, it's a dinosaur, so we're gonna. But I guess you know that's why they drill in and get the DNA or whatever the heck. And. Um, yeah, let's build some dinosaurs. You're hearing this rustling. I'm trying to open my daughter's fruit snacks, and no wonder she can't open them. I can't rip them open with my teeth for crying out loud. Hey, Welch's, make this so a five-year-old can open them. All right, there you go, Disco. Bang. Once again, got the youngster with us here, this time at the Secret Studio. Um, have you ever uh, seen a fossil? You ever gone fossil hunting? You know, I feel like when I was a kid, we found arrowheads. Does that count as wanting to be a fossil? It's in the same category. It was made by old people. That's true. Made by old people. <laughs> Older. Older. Not, not, a, not of this. I don't know that I've seen a, a fossil in its uh, raw form just out, you know, found, hey, I found a fossil. Yeah, maybe fossils of shells or something like that. Like yeah. sea creatures. Seashells, sea creatures. Creatures. Do you think it's weird that we know more about space than we do about the ocean? I Seeing how the ocean think, seems closer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seems like it's just you know right there. I, I I haven't honestly put a whole lot of thought to it. I am more of an ocean person, so I would. Should think, that terrify you a little bit more then? No, nah, yeah. You yeah. surf, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're out there. I'm out there. Yeah. No one knows what's below you. Yeah, I mean, but you you if you have been doing it since you're a little kid, since I was like four years old, I've been in the water at the beach, so. It's kind of that uh, uh, you start off with ignorance is bliss, and then it just turns into, oh, wait, there's something on there. Who cares? I've been doing that so long. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that doesn't bother you anymore. No. I do find it fascinating when people are like, oh, my gosh, we found a shark. You went to a shark's house, and you found a shark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've, uh, I mean, I've been in the water. But I've never had any close encounters, but I've been in the water where a lifeguard's helicopter come out, and there's a shark, and everybody needs to get out. And I'm like, 
but do we have to? Or is this a mandatory evacuation? Or what is this? I like how you're questioning. I'm like, eh, you know, they're nibblers. nibblers. <laughs> they're nibblers. Do you look hungry? Did the shark look hungry? How yeah. Was he? Can I get some uh, more information here? When was the last time the shark was fed? Yes. See, these are Good the questions. questions. These are the questions. These are the questions. But for some reason, you know what? You know, my, my, my fear of uh, being eaten by animals, the shark doesn't fall into that. No? No, because I feel like they're usually one bite, and then you're done. Either way, they never really eat, consume the person. When someone you fear, hear of a shark attack, it's like, oh, that dude got bit, and he's dead, but he only got bit once. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just like, get out, or hey, what are you, or whatever it is. They don't have hands. Like, I think yeah, people no. forget, right? Yeah. They don't have hands and feet. Uh, so it's, it, it is more of their just like, hey, no, I just wanted to try. Yeah, 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 it, it all tastes like good, actually. Yeah, you're awful, would you? Yeah, you're awful, yeah, seriously, you eat a bunch of crap. Pizza, burger, yeah. Uh, I mean, all the good stuff, all the stuff that tastes good. Yeah. It tastes like beer. Well, yeah. there you go, Shark. You're absolutely right. Um, I mean, the reason I said so, you know, fossils, big in Montana. We went on some fossil hunts when I was a kid, like with school, went out and tried to look for it, never found anything. I mean, we found arrowheads when I was a kid. But never, never the fossils. Yeah. Uh, you know, went to we went to some of the museums, what have you, and there was some. Hey, Harp, seriously, can we not dig through that all the time? I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm picking on my five year old kid, right? Uh, so I hear the rustling in the background. She's not her fault, my fault for giving her something that I shouldn't have given her. Uh, but we would go and do that and, and get after it. Uh, it was fun. It was interesting. I always wonder, right? Because then they like you know then they show you the. After the fossil, they show you what they think the dinosaur looked like. Like, oh, green, and we don't know. Like, yeah, well, we know color. Yeah, we don't know. It could be for for all we know, dinosaurs could have been hot pink. Yeah, they could have been My Little Pony colors, running around. Just, I mean, imagine a flamboyant rainbow, hot pink T Rex just dancing through the forest, just murking the huevos rancheros out of people. I also think about the sounds they make because I have, you know, two, my two and a half year old yeah. son. We have a little dinosaur book, and you press the button, and it makes a sound. And it's like, okay, this one makes a raw, this one makes a grunt, and this one does this, you know, whatever hyper sound. But how, like you said, how do we know T Rex wasn't out there, and then he just opens his mouth and like, What if T Rex is like Mike Tyson? I'm gonna crush him. I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna get him so bad. I'm just gonna do him to destroy the family. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. How do we know? How do they know this? Because I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they did. They found. Fossils of the trachea, and they're like, oh, well, it's based on. It's never, uh, I've never uh, been able to, to pull off that bit of confidence, I guess, is what we'll go with. I went, uh, I was down in uh, Brazil. Your tax dollars, Department of Commerce, sent me down there to do some work with a buddy of mine, and I didn't think I was going to have the confidence to pull off the Speedo. Damn, you did it? I would probably do it in Brazil somewhere like that. I did because everyone wears the Speedo. Yeah. So you actually feel uncomfortable in board shorts. Yeah, I guess so. And, and by the way, the beach process they have down in, now you've been to Belize, right? Been to Belize, yeah. So I don't know if Belize the same way, and tell me if it is, but this is what I loved about Brazil. You just rolled there. Just money in the side, like that little interior pockets in the Speedo. Mm -hmm. So Speedo, flip-flops, t-shirt. <laughs> and they just go there, and then people run up, oh, and they're like, visual. here's, yeah, it's a great visual. Here's, uh, here you are, here's your chair, here's your umbrella, I'm your waiter, here's your towel. So they have everything at the beach for yeah. you. You don't have to bring anything. Like they always knew who the Western tourists were because they'd be like, they have a chair with them, and they'd have their towel. You know, they'd be in board shorts. So at least I looked Canadian. Yeah, at the very worst. Yeah, at the very worst, I looked Canadian. Belize wasn't quite the same. The beaches, the actual beaches where you just hang out and try and relax, not that super pretty. Well, where we were, so it was. Uh, the water was amazing though. So once you get past the shoreline, uh, like on boats and whatnot, it was cool. But most of the the chilling. 
uh, the beach was not too existent. Did you uh, stay in the huts that are above the water? We did not. That's a whole different ballgame. <laughs> that's a whole we, different ballgame. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole, <laughs> di- it's a whole different uh, income level, I think. So, no, we, we stayed in these little houses. That, there's individual, you have your own little house, and you have this hammock and stuff out in the front. It was super cool, super awesome little place. Um, but, yeah, the beaches, it's not like a white sand amazing beach. It's more like, yeah, that's the beach. Um, but Rocks? Yeah, rocks and just a lot of, uh, like, kelp and seaweed and stuff. Just, okay. Uh, and the, and the, the water is, like, eight to 12 inches deep for like 100 yards. So there's no real getting in the water and swimming because it's yeah. real, it's hot, warm water. And again, this is just the, the place we went. I'm sure there's other places that are completely different. Uh, but once you get in a boat and you're out in the water, I mean, it's blue, amazing water. And uh, we went to a bar that was in the middle of the water. So you awesome. can only there by boat. That was amazing. Probably one of the coolest things I've ever done in my entire life. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Better than, <laughs> catch, better, but more amazing than catching a tube on a surf? Like the wave tube or whatever, what do you call that? They call yeah, it? Get, get, get tube, barrel. <laughs> you're like, you're, it's called a barrel. <laughs> same thing, same thing. Stop uh, talking surf, Jason. <laughs> no, this was, <laughs> this was a bar in the middle of the water. So just yeah, floating? Just, no, no, it's like on stilts, I guess you could call okay. it. Okay. I think it was floating, I don't know. I don't know. Think about it, I don't really know. But the only way to get to it was by boat. So I just thought, man, we're just here drinking in the middle of the water at a bar. And it's kind of neat. That's very cool. Yeah. I like experiences like that where it's something that, you you can't get every day, right? Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's and, and the the fact that they take something as simple as a bar, and they make it unique because it's something you get every day. I mean, yeah. I was talking to a company today, and they're like, oh, you know, we do e-commerce, we do this, we do that, we do that. And I'm like, okay, but our goal is to stand out. And I was like, well, okay, what are you gonna? I mean, what are you gonna do that's different? What are you gonna do that's gonna that's gonna make you a leader and challenge other people. Like, well, that's what we're talking to you. And I was like, well, you don't talk to me. Talk to Newman. <laughs> talk, talk to Newman. Talk to Newman. He delivers the mail. Newman, by the way, um, does he always play the fat, annoying guy? I mean... I, I think it's just, it's one of those, uh, what is it called? Types of cast system, yeah. it's called? Where he's, that's him. He's grown into that from day one, starting, I don't know what his day one was, but I just remember from Seinfeld. So, I think that's just him. If you... Is it called typecasting? What the heck is that? I think called? it's called typecasting. Yeah, we're going with it. But like, there's always the guy who's the sheriff. Yeah. You yeah. see him and you're like, oh, he's always been the sheriff. Yeah. And so I think if you tried to cast him as like, a, I don't, I don't know, an intelligent, amazing, articulate guy, you'd probably be like, what the heck is going on? Here? Or if he was, if he was like the nice caregiver at a place. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Just wouldn't I mean, it's just he would have been great in um, Happy Gilmore instead of you know, not that Ben Stiller wasn't great. But Newman would have also it, it now that's the that's the difference though right there's the nuance Ben Stiller can do a gazillion different things yeah he can do a bunch and you're not you're not putting him in I mean think of another Ben Stiller role you know and you're not where's the one where he played basketball and the sweaty guy jumped up like, oh yeah you're not uh, all <laughs> about Polly yeah yeah, yeah. okay Polly along came Polly yeah yeah yeah. His face just wall on his chest as well. Yeah. But he's out, he's athletic, he's yeah. he's engaging a beautiful woman. Yeah, um yeah. you're probably not putting Newman. No, yeah, no, I don't think so. Uh he, I mean physically, he's probably not there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I mean that's probably the first and foremost. Can you pull off that hat? I'm no, I can't pull off hats, period. I got a How big head. How dare you? I, I have got, a huge head. I, I got, pull I mean, off a hat. Maybe, well, maybe I don't. I can I can pull off a I can pull off a, you know like a like a baseball cap type hat. Um barely. And just very not all of them, few of them. 
because they just fit me weird because I have a yep. big head. They used to call me Lord Helmet in junior high. That's not junior nice. Because I played football and my helmet was so freaking big. I, I looked like Lord Helmet from Spaceballs. So that's what uh, they nicknamed me. It's a good reference, though. That's kind of I mean, at least it's a good re- it's a good reference to a good movie. Uh, yeah. They could have gone a lot of different ways. Thank God you didn't come out when doing the blind side was up, right? I mean, if you were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that would, that would you, be... you, every time you got in the locker, there were rearview mirrors on your helmet. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a whole different way. That might have scarred me for life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's great. Fantastic. I love that guy. And then, did you know uh, the fun fact of that dude? I forgot his name, that, the Lord Helmet guy. He, at the peak of his career, so he did Ghostbusters. Uh, Moranis, Rick Moranis. Is that it? Okay, I'll go with that. I we'll go with that. that. We're not going to Google it, but it was real science. Yeah, he, so at the peak of his career, he was just a rising star and said, you know what? I'm going to quit and just hang out with my kids and raise my family. And that's what he did. Yeah, that's why you like never that. see him in any other moves after that. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. I don't know where I read that or heard that. I might have made it up. But, You're like, I stopped seeing him, so I'm going to give him a good story. <laughs> yeah, this is what I put together in my head. He's not smacked up. I, um, fun, fun thing, because uh, we're at, um, Jeff Goldblum's in this. Re- By the way, super tall man, very nice guy. Uh, an attractive, eccentric man in this one, for sure. Kind of like the rock star, uh, you know, maybe um, analogous to any of the astronomer guys that are in the news today. He's like that guy chewing the gum, shaded glasses. I met him in LA at a jazz club. Interesting. And he played some jazz, Ron Burgundy style. Like he just went up and just did his little thing and then came back and sat at a table and legitimately asked us what we thought of it. <laughs> he was just like, he was very, he was, he was a super, super nice guy. Was he pretty good? It was very good, actually. Right. He was really good. Uh, have you ridden in a helicopter, by the way? I have not. Neither have I. I, I, you know, I would like to ride in a helicopter. I think I would prefer a helicopter over a small plane. I wrote an eight. Uh, you don't, you don't know the stats, do you? Well, I don't know. No, I don't know the stats, but I did. I've ridden one time in a private jet, and it, I was like, nope, I'm taking commercial home. Are you serious? Yeah, no, oh, dude, I cool. love private jets. How dare you? What did you saw? Like a Hawker 800, a little tiny one? I have no idea. It what was did that propeller? Six. No, it was just, uh, the jet engine. Apparently, they were new jet engines that they had put in recently. What? That was the huge problem. There was like six of us in this little thing, and. They decided, hey, let's put Justin in the co-pilot, put the little headphones on, and let him do that thing, or whatever. So I did that thing, and uh, we were flying. You can't, and the windshield, everything is just completely iced over. And then all of a sudden, I beep, 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 starts beeping, and going, and the lights start flashing. And the pilot says, hey, go flip that switch. And I flip the switch, and I see on the little dash thing, it says, uh, right engine failure, icing. I was like, okay, that's probably not good, but whatever. And then a couple seconds later, beep, 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 and then... Flashing over here, left engine failure, icing. Like, there's only left and a right, so where does that put us? So we, we survived, we lived, we, nothing, nothing too scary, we landed, but it was the bumpiest, uh, not fun ride ever. Wow, see I've only had good experiences <laughs> on, the, on the private jet. Uh, I've never done a helicopter, and the reason why is just the numbers. So for every hour flown in a helicopter, it's two hours of maintenance. Damn. It is the least safe air travel, piece of air travel out there. I feel like with two hours of maintenance for every hour, it should be safer. Should be, but that's a lot to get through, right? So then up for five hours, you're down for 10. I don't know what that is. I don't know what the numbers are for private jets. I've I've flown a really small one where the toilet was a seat and then you just pulled a curtain around you. (laughs) That is amazing. (laughs) And and so of course I asked the question, I'm like, anyone uh, dropped a deuce in here? And the guy's like, 
One time we had this uh, female executive who all went down to Cabo for the day. We all ate us, and something hit her own. And we're all in this small private jet. And she had to use the restroom. And she had, she had to go. She had to just blow hot diarrhea in this tiny little jet. And just, I said, how soon after that did she quit? Yeah. Uh, because there's no way. She's literally reaching out of the curtain and touching people, saying, hey, just, can you hand me something to wipe? I'm out of toilet paper. <laughs> Do you have a square to spare? <laughs> can you give me something? I, if, I was on, if I was in that situation, I would accidentally forget to close the curtain. And just be like, oh. Yeah. Do you just have to own it? <laughs> yeah. At some point, when you're with six other people on a small tube, yeah. you just be like, listen. You know, this, this is what's happening. Let's get gross together. Yeah. Let's it's, get funky. It's the, it's the same either way. When you're that close to people, a little curtain is really not anything different. You might as well just, I mean, because then it's like, oh, like I'm kind of shy in here and embarrassed. And you just leave it open and just go with it. I mean, maybe you close it just for the wipe. You're like, you guys probably don't need to see this. Unless you just, unless you have good wipe technique. And then you might just want to share. <laughs> you see that? I got that in three. Uh, recipe book there. It's well, I, I think it's fun only because, like, you know, I just like Bobby. Bring you bring people over for a potluck. You're like, we made these. We made some spunky chicken wings. We made a Bobby and Collins. <laughs> <laughs> Those spunky chicken wings have some spunk on them. There. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you know, Bobby's Alfredo sauce. It's just it, it ruins a lot of stuff. There's a creme. There's a um, there's a creme brulee on like the front or something like. It's just it's what is the met, the cookbook gets more graphic when the name. And then you see the picture of the food, and then you're, and they talk about it like it's ketchup, They're like it's available almost everywhere in almost every kitchen. It adds a unique flavor and balance depending on warmth and texture and what food you're mixing with. And I'm like, what do you? Is this a, like Himalayan sea salt? Like, what are you guys talking about? It it it's just <laughs> I should not be uh, surprised <laughs> nor amazed by the fact that you know this information because I should know by now like, you know some weird shit oh no 100% I just uh, way yeah, I'm still kind of like how what, did, where, how did this come about uh, I was making you know, this cookbook so Google first Google. right well, yeah yeah. Uh, you know I was, I was doing a I was working PR for this company and I was working with this writer and he's like Jason you know what they canceled my story and I got put on something else but We've had some interesting conversations, and you should just check out my article. I'm like, I'm probably not going to do that. He goes, I'll email you my article. Is it fine? And I'm looking through. It's like, you know, the weirdest gifts on Amazon. And there was this one. It's this French guy. And it was, you know, called Natural Harvest. And this was like 10 years ago, and I started creating this Christmas list where if you're on the email list, you're my group of friends, you're on this email list, you do not get a gift from me. And you're like, thank God. Yeah. Because there have been like porcelain Jesus where he's playing soccer with a kid, but he's stealing the ball. I mean, a little sacrilegious stuff. And then aggressively out there stuff like the semen cookbook or the semen. And so the guy, the, the French guy who did the semen cookbook, he also has a, a cocktail book where it's just 50 cocktail recipes with the gym and columns instead of the gym. And so I gave that to my friend who runs Dirty Bills, Leslie, who owns Dirty Bills. And I remember this was years ago. And she's looking at me. And she's sitting in Whole Foods, and I'm like, "Here you go." She's like, "What's this?" I go, "Merry Christmas." She's like, I didn't get you anything. I'm like, "Don't worry, I don't expect you to get me anything." She's like, "But what's this?" I go, "Open it." Like, I don't want to open it. I'm like, "Just open it." She goes, "And Leslie's a very pretty girl. She's very nice." And we, I mean, she was the first person to pour me a beer in Austin, Texas. And I just, I was like, "She goes, so 
we're just friends, right? I'm like, yeah, we're just friends. Like, I have no romantic interest in you. We're just friends. She's like, okay. And then she opened it. She says, what is this? I go, I, what I, anytime anyone asks you, I don't know what I want for a cocktail, you just pull this book out and hand it to them. <laughs> might shut down business <laughs> for sure I go if you want your Yelp reviews to change on the quick yes you offer someone very easily very simply you just go hey guess what we've got all of these beers on tap we got Mad Dog 2020 we have so much fun here we also have this we also have this got a guy in the back that helps out <laughs> yeah you know what I'm saying? Exactly. A couple of guys. It's all good. Yeah, so that's how it kind of came about. That's but, funny. Um, yeah, so it's always interesting, fun, different different uh, stuff. Do you think the blood's dry in there? I'm sorry, they're extracting the blood. They're it's, showing how they made the dinosaur. You know, it's after that amount, and the amount they pull out of the mosquito, the other thing, it just doesn't seem realistic, I'll be honest. How big is that mosquito then? Because I don't think we put it to scale, right? The, in the, anima the animation part here, I saw that second and I was like, wait, does this have commercials? Uh, it, it threw me off a little bit there, too. I forgot about this little DNA animation thing. It's weird. Uh, it reminds me of something I would see on Sesame Street. Yes. Yeah. Right? Where there's like, hey, how fun is DNA? It's so much fun. We can create a monster killer that, that, that's going to murder. That's good. That's just, we, we, life science figured out probably shouldn't exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. It's, um, oh, look at the frog. He's so cute. But could he be something else? Could the frog, he or she, be something else? According to this tired DNA cartoon, 100%. Yeah. All you got to do is throw that little other couple strips in there and look, now he's a dinosaur. How weird is it that in what back in the day was considered, you know, probably the best CGI, the best special effects, these special effects were special at the time, mm -hmm. that they're using a fucking cartoon. <laughs> like, did they blow all their money on the T-Rex and they're like, how are we going to explain this? Let's make the old school 1920s cartoon scenario for this one part because do we really want to spend any extra money on this? I don't, I don't think, think so. I guess not. But even if you look at now, I mean, compared to how they can make movies and animation and everything now, this is like so ancient looking, the whole whole movie. Oh, yeah. Realistically, which is very interesting. Um, now they're just doing so, eggs. I mean, if you watch Moana yeah. 18 times a day. I mean, I'm not saying I do, but I do. But allegedly, right? But yeah, no, you could, I mean, like, wow, that's just really good graphics. This is great. You think, I mean, at what point as a parent, so, I mean, for all the things that you do, mm -hmm. and then there's also all the things that your wife does, yep. does someone in the Moana world, let's say it's Moana, let's say it's something else, contact you and say, hey, listen, uh, I think your son could be our lifestyle brand. If he just, if he just learns to sing the songs, and we get him some shorts and maybe a hat or some shoes, maybe a backpack to go to preschool in. Um, maybe there's a maybe there's a three-year-old lifestyle brand out there that he's a trendsetter because of the influence that you two have on other people that might want to be parents or are parents, and their kids are looking at your kid going, "I'm not sponsored by Oshkosh Bagosh." <laughs> as far as my son being the the. A lifestyle, a lifestyle ambassador. ambassador. If that lifestyle changed every week, it would be perfect. Yes, he would be doing it because he is like, he, I love one. It's my life. I got to watch it today, right now, Dad, six times. And then the next week, I don't want that movie. I don't want to see that anymore. And he's on something else. And then six weeks later, he's back to it. Like, yeah, so I just, I, I quit trying to figure it out because every time I figure him out, 
he changes. It's interesting. I mean, kids are fickle that way, right? Yes. They are, I want this, I want this, I want this. That's disgusting. Why would you ever give that to me? And then the next day, they're like, actually, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and take that. Or could have been the day before that one thing he loved. He's like, no, don't ever put that in my face again. What's wrong with you? Yeah. And whether it's clothes, Harvard is a thing where she's like, instead of saying she doesn't want to wear it, she's like, you know, that's a little itchy. <laughs> Smart. Smart. Because yeah. I'm like, well, I don't like discomfort. Yeah. Who likes discomfort? No yeah. one. Oh, let's change that. Let's get that done for you real quick. Yeah. But if she said, no, I don't like that, you'd be like, yeah, you're going to you know, wear it anyway, maybe, because it's, you know, this is life. Yeah. And this is the only clean shirt I have, so we're just going to make it work. But if it's itchy, then you're like, okay, well, I what do you want to wear? get a dirty shirt then. And yeah, or she's like, you know, this princess outfit is super awesome. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Whatever works. So we're, we're talking about kids, and the reason is because we're at this scene where this guy's giving birth. It looks like a T-Rex or a Velociraptor. It's something aggressively mean. Uh, and they're all petting it. It's kind of, it's analogous to Louisiana when they see baby alligators and they all pick them up and they're like, look, I'll give a little bot to him. <laughs> and we're like, well, it's an alligator. It's an alligator. Uh, yeah, and it's super awful. I mean, it's an alligator is probably the closest thing we have to dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, they're the they're the OGs. Maybe them and condors. I don't know. I'm gonna go with alligators. Yeah. Yes, alligators. Yeah. I mean. Alligators are there, they're, they just have one thing on the mind, and they haven't adapted like the tiger and the lion has, or the elephant, or the giraffe. They're just, we just lay in the water. And murder. And murder. <laughs> <laughs> just lay in the water and murder, that's, that's, that's our day. Yeah. It's a good day, not a terrible day. Uh, do you, uh, if you travel back in time to any, you're protected. So if you go, you know, if you go back 200 years, you know, you're not going to die from diarrhea. Like you're protected. You've got snacks on snacks on snacks. Where do you Where do you go? What are you going to check out? Are you going to go all the way back to the dinosaurs? I mean, How long am I there for? And do I get to travel? Uh, you're safe. You're protected. You, can I leave like you know, in a week and go to another time? No, you got you got one trip. It's for one, two weeks, like a vacation. Okay. You get one trip, one vacation to go back in time, Michael J. Fox style. Where do you go? One trip back in time. Hmm, I'm protected. So when you say protected with food and snacks, I'm also protected with my steel cage? Well, it's like a, it, you're... They can't see me, maybe? Yeah, they can't see you. You're just checking things out. I'm just checking them out. I think I probably would go to dinosaur times because at that, that time, I would assume, the earth is just just the jungle, one big freaking jungle. And so I think that'd be pretty cool to check out all that. And then it would be really neat, actually, just to see these crazy, huge, enormous beasts. And yeah, so... Yeah, interesting. See, I want to go back Egyptian times because I want to figure out. So there's this theory, right? That um, I like to say, right? Like you're not really like, no, Jason. Finish your thought first, and then say, <laughs> do, do you agree? Uh, so there's this theory out there where some people believe that due to ice ages and changes and floods and everything else happening and the congestion of people um, not being as spread out globally as we are now that there have been peaks and valleys in intelligence. And our natural assumption is that because of what we do today, that we are at the highest point of intelligence. Especially in like these deep abysses that no one ever goes, at, like, like you were saying earlier, we go to the moon, we go to space, but yet they don't travel to our, the deepest parts of our oceans and explore all the different areas, except for Jacques Cousteau. And maybe a few others. Jacques Cousteau, a, a champion. But I, I think definitely there's, there's a ton of unknown and more so, I would think 
the odds are way more that than extraterrestrial beings being out there. Yeah. Because we know that there's living things already in the ocean, so now you just got to find the ones that we haven't discovered yet. They're out there. They got to be. I think it's interesting. Uh, I spent some time marlin fishing and going after 1,000-pound marlin and seeing some. 795 pounds was the biggest one I reeled in. That's pretty big. Seeing some big, big fish, but also knowing how we've overfished the ocean, how we've done a lot of damage to the ocean. It gave me a different perspective when they talk about pirates and captains back in the day of these huge octopus and grabbing small boats and crushing them or these other huge animals, uh, fish going after you. Like, at first, I'd be like, oh, that's just BS. But then you think about how big the ocean is. And if you're not fishing in that ocean, if you're not killing everything there, it has a chance to grow. And predators have a chance to be real predators. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, and then, you know, I mean, the giant squid is now obviously a real thing. Yeah. So, uh, as far as mythological creatures go with giant octopus, how mythological are they? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it can't be that crazy off, right? Yeah. It's got to be pretty close. Um, would you go to the zoo? Would you go to the Jurassic Park zoo? I probably, you know, probably should have opened up the interview with that. Yeah, right? no, no, I'm out. Knowing, knowing the ending, are yeah, you out? No, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. Or are you just out on principle? I'm just out on principle. I just, <laughs> yeah, just the same reason I don't go on safaris in Africa. Um, yeah. Just no desire. No desire. No desire. So like, if they sent me a, a personal, hey, we invite you. This is a VIP. Uh, come and check out the dinosaurs. Don't worry, we have these electric gate dealing with whoppers. They're half the size of the dinosaurs. You're good. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm good. You're good. Okay. What do you think about the next scarf? Are you a next scarf guy? You know, a lot of it. There's a lot of aggressive fashion in this movie that I don't think people. I think people took it for granted. <laughs> first, well, yeah. First, you have the scientist dude, and he's all black and looking like a rock star. Then you have this guy looking like he's on vacation in his full white outfit. And then, yeah, you throw the next scarf in there. Kind of, I feel like he was trying to one up Indiana Jones because he's got the hat and he got because he, he was just a cool dude. Yeah, Indiana Jones, you know. So I feel like he was like, oh, I gotta one up that guy, so I'm gonna put this neck scarf on and, and maybe change it. I have gone not like that style, uh, maybe not that tight neck scarf mm -hmm. uh, as a cooling mechanism, a nice cold bandana wrap around my neck. Okay. Uh, Does it, did it work for you? Uh, you know, I'd like to think it did. I like to think it did. Uh, ACL, you know, that's what, yeah, yeah. It's hot as heck out there, and so you got to figure out every every which way. So go dip it in a little cooler or whatever. They don't like that if they're serving beer in a cooler, by the way. But if you do it, you do it, and it's already done. And mm. like, oh, I want your sweaty bandana on my beer. Well, I mean, it's not that much sweat, really. It's also one, and two, the cold will kill. Yeah, it's, well, it's just, yeah. The cold your dirty, dirty hands that itched your butt earlier are grabbing that also. So let's just stop. Yeah. You're also touching money. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, I have sported that, but then again, I've also sported some other weird things for ACL just uh, to try and keep cool. Uh, ACL or South by Southwest, what's your jam? I like, well, you know, I like the freedom of South, because there's no agenda. South by Southwest, you just roam around, and you may hit this place and see this band, or may hit this, but there's no real, like, you gotta be, well, I mean, I guess if there's a band you wanna see and you know where they're playing, you have to be there at a certain time. It's not like you're in a little cage like ACL. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess I would probably say South by Southwest. And I've seen you know, some smaller underground type bands at South by that are like, yeah, this is great. But I don't go I don't go full hardcore ever. I've never bought a pass or a badge or whatever it is you get for South by. I just figure out where I can go check out who for free. Yeah. I mean, it seems like South by is the greatest 
opportunity for chance and experience. Yep, yep. Whereas ACL is a more of an opportunity for getting a group together to listen to music and maybe stay in one area or follow a circuit, if you will, of yeah. going there. It's it's maybe a day or two. I I was uh, J- Jason Dick, who sometimes co-hosts with me, co-hosts a lot uh, when he has the time. Uh, he calls me his fancy friend. And I <laughs> that's, told, that's odd. I can't even figure that out now. <laughs> You'll have to explain that one later. <laughs> no, I'll explain it right now. Uh, it's only, it's, I only went to ACL uh, the first time I went. I got a VIP badge. Oh, okay. All right. It was just given to me. And then you know, I got the cart to drive me around in the back yeah. and just walk up on stage. I wouldn't and, know. You wouldn't I know. know yeah. I can't go to ACL past that now because I don't want to be with all the sound. The commoners? Yeah, commoners. no, I get it. I get it. If I had that type of... I, I, I've experienced very few things in life like that where I'm just like, I can't go back here. I can't go back. From the guy who rejects private jets. <laughs> <laughs> One time I was on a private jet. One time. It was the worst experience ever. I was like, no more. I literally took Southwest home. We flew out and I was like, no, I'm good. I'm going to go ahead and just like, take Southwest. Are you sure? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, good. I'm good. I don't care if I'm in C or D. Okay? We're all good. We're, We're all good. good. Yeah. Uh, that was my experience. So, yeah, I, but... I haven't done um, ACL VIP. I had a uh, like a thirty minutes of VIP two years ago. Okay. Um, I, I feel I don't know if it wasn't really VIP, but it was. This I imagine that's what it was like. Uh, Tim Love does. He's got a little section over there, and he cooks yeah. for all the artists, whatever. So he's friends with my wife. So he invited us back and went back there and had some drinks and food, and then he's like. Hey guys, jump in the cart. So we jumped in the cart and they drove us all the way up to this little private entrance to this front of the main stage. And we had our own little private area in front of the, like, this is amazing. How do I do this every single day? But we don't, you don't get invited to that every single day. But the one time was amazing. So thank you, Tim. Yeah, I mean, no, Tim, he's, um, he and uh, my buddy Chad's part of Elm Group. And okay. so he gets, you know, knows Tim and he gets all those little passes and those things. And then the medium-sized bands, the ones that you know, the, the music lovers know, yeah. and the other people who are there for the big names experience and learn to love. Back in the day, Kings of Leon, uh, when they were coming out and they weren't a headliner, they will go to one of usually one of the Elm Group restaurants and perform late night. Nice. And so I'll get a little call and be like, "Unfortunately, it's usually at eleven thirty, and I'm asleep. Like I've been asleep for two hours. What do you doing? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm tired. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know it's a Saturday. Why is my phone blowing up? And it's like, oh. Dave Grohl was there having beers. Okay. I mean, I missed it, and that's okay. They did, uh, I think it was a couple years ago, Dave Grohl did that cover, Hotel St. Cecilia. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And Chad was in the room with them when they recorded that whole thing. Dang. And it was blowing me out. Like, hey, you should get down here. You should Dave bro. I'm just like, it's lights out. But then again, I don't know that I would have enjoyed that, per se, right? Um, not that it's a bad thing in any way, shape, or form. I don't mean that. I just mean... When you wake up at different times when you have kids. Yeah, there, there's, there's no, hey, snooze button on the kid. <laughs> no. There's no snooze button on the kid. I, I'm skipping somewhat, but yeah. I, I was at a bachelor get-together, I'll call it. It was golf and dinner, and then everyone went out uh, two weeks ago for a friend uh, that's getting married next week. And, um, yeah, I went to golf, went to dinner, and then everyone was like, let's go, let's go to, I think it's a W, and then they were going to go somewhere else, I, to that new ping pong place, whatever it's called, Slip, Spin, so, Spin, I'm going to go Spin. Yeah, at about 11, 
45. I said, Ooh, I'm going to go ahead and great escape. Guys, I'm going to the bathroom. And I was just peaced out. Because I knew if I, if I tried to say, I'm going home, because my son's going to be waking up at 6.30 in the morning, everyone's going to, no, you can't go. you got to stay for this and that. And just give it, so I just do the great escape. Yeah. And Called the Irish goodbye. Yep. And that's what I did. And I sent him a text saying, hey, buddy, have a great time tonight. I'm out. And I felt like that covered it. And he didn't remember. So I was good. Yeah, that's always good. I, I love the Irish goodbye. I love... Um, I don't mind lacing them up hard. Uh, I don't, you know, I wake up and I always feel good in the morning. So I don't mind that part aspect of it. Uh, I don't mind, you know, starting early. But I'm not, I'm not a late night guy anymore. Like I'm not out till 2.30 getting home at 3 in the morning. Like if I don't, and this is going to sound bad. Oh, caution. <laughs> don't, I don't, I don't want to filter myself. I'm working on really not, like I have a problem not filtering myself. But, uh. I don't mind if I'm out with friends and I go home at 10. I don't really exactly remember how I got home or how many drinks I had. I don't mind that part because I'm home at 10. Yeah. Like, no, I don't believe anything really bad happens at 10 p.m. Right? I come home. I go, I walk right in. I go right to sleep. I don't, I'm just tired. I don't care. You see, if I get a little too boozy at 8 and I come home, problem is that I'm boozy in a way. I'm like, I can make myself a pizza. <laughs> Got some Doritos over here. Doritos on the pizza. Oh yeah, let's just let's let's make some magic. Yeah, throw an egg on top. Might as well. Uh, might as well just try it. Try yeah. it out. Yeah. And you try it out, and what happens? I mean, not good. Yeah. Then you wake up and you're like, it's not that I have a headache, but my stomach is not a hundred percent. Not really loving me right now. My stomach's a little bit pissed. And thank God I usually get up before my wife because I walk in the kitchen I'm like, oh what? Uh, oh, <laughs> I thought I cleaned up well. Nope, I didn't. Drinking mm -hmm. and eating. Not exactly the same story, but I've had on uh, maybe two occasions in my life, and I don't know why I'm sharing this right now, but why not? Why not? Why not? Where I slightly intoxicated, go home and decide I'm going to manscape for my lady. And, <laughs> 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 and wake up the next day. And it's just the bathroom, and she's just pissed about the whole thing because there's just hair everywhere, and I have shaved some weird things in my body. <laughs> I've done it twice. I've done it twice, and I still don't know. Like, what What really prompted me to go ahead and just shave? I'm going to come home and just... Like, honey, it's our initials. Yeah. <laughs> it's you and me, and there's a heart. <laughs> I mean, it's weird. Like, I'll... I'm, yeah, it's weird. We, um... We talked my neighbor into, so we were coming back after a night of drinking. We were at uh, Dirty Bills, and we were hanging out, having a good time. And uh, we are heading back. And my buddy, uh, one of my neighbors is up front, my other neighbor's in the back. And I leave their names up for their protection of this story. But I look at the Uber driver, and I say, hey, you know, um, up front there, you're sitting next to a porn star. And he's like, huh? I go, yeah. I mean... His name is this, but uh, uh, you know, in the movies, he goes by the Big Dick Bandit. And the guy's like, and the guy's like, keep, hey, don't look at his crotch. You keep your eyes forward. <laughs> and so we we're we're talking it up, talking. This is like four years ago, and we're talking it up, talking it up. We're having a hilarious time. We're like, no, I mean, it's just what he is. So we finally get home, and I'm like, hey, don't you go on Pornhub and search the Big Dick Bandit, okay? Don't need. He doesn't need any more stalkers. And he's embarrassed, he's laughing all about it. And I said, hey, you know, I mean, what's the bandit do when he gets home? Bandit makes love to his wife. And I talk, we talk him into going in, dropping trout, and be like, the bandit's here. Well, on the side of their house, 
when they when he turns the bedroom light on, you can see it come on. Because there's a window over there. And it's got a curtain there. <laughs> My buddy and I are laughing and we see him walk in. We see the light come on. And then like 10 seconds later, the light goes off. And then he comes walking back out. He goes, I'm going to beer, guys. She didn't find that funny. <laughs> <laughs> Two in the morning, he just kicks open the door. They we have got, two kids. Oh yeah, the bandits here. Just like what bandit? They don't. Be, you're an idiot. You're drunk. Get out. <laughs> I man, that's amazing. Actually, I, that's a, something that I could see myself doing and and getting just left in trouble. Just get yeah, just yeah, being just, like just, hey. yeah. There was there's no humor there. Ninety percent of the stuff that I think is hilarious, my wife's like, you're just an idiot. And it's it not funny. Like, it's a lifelong battle. It's you know, ten years we've been together. Ten years, I've been trying to convince her that I'm hilarious, but she just doesn't get it yet. I mean, you, you know, the sense of humor is, uh, it's, it's, it's like any other sense. Uh, it's got to be honed, right? So you need, you continually need, even though you, she may not right now find them funny, good material still needs to be thrown at her to hone that sense. Because in 20 years... She's going to give me a microphone. She's like, you're just my stand-up comedy. <laughs> Don't go on the road. Finally break her. Don't go on the road. I'm not here to share you, but you're my stand-up comedy. And maybe we'll bring some friends over, entertain the dinner party. I'll take that. I'll take that. Any, <laughs> any, any acknowledgement, uh, I'll take it. I have to, after uh, I make one of my hilarious remarks, 99% of the time, I'm like, that was a joke and it was hilarious. And she was still just looking at me like, okay. Yeah, no, not even a little giggle, nothing. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. uh, teach their own. At least I'm putting it myself. Well, way. at least you're laughing. I yeah. mean, that's the good point, that's right? Point. Uh, you know, it's um. I always uh, joke joke around with friends, and and we'll we'll say something fun, and they're just like, well, you know, uh, that really wasn't funny. I'm like, no, it was hilarious. Uh, you were just wrong. Yeah. You just don't know how to hear right. That's right. That was hilarious. I did a joke uh, when my wife was uh, pregnant. We fly up to Portland, Oregon, and we're gonna tell my dad and my stepmom. We're like, hey. Got a baby on the way. So like, hey, just want to let you guys know, Chris is pregnant, you know, and everyone's excited. And I said, yep. And next week we get her to the paternity test, and that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Hope I win! Yay! And they're just like, no, that's not. Yeah, that's not a good. That's not. My dad starts to laugh. Oh, and he's just like, oh wait, I'm Jason. I'm not allowed to laugh at this. That's that was horrible. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> Um, whether it's a lion or a tiger or a bear, oh my, or in this case a dinosaur, and it's drugged and knocked out, uh, do you go up that close and see it? Again, no. Yeah, no. Because any given moment, he's going to wake up and probably be pissed, and or just even groggy. If he's just groggy, he's like, oh, I'm groggy, I'm going to eat you. In the mouth? Yeah. Oh, you're going to pop that? Oh, I'm just going to pop that zip. Yeah, oh, weird. lick it. Lick it. That's, yeah, that's weird. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, really? He just popped a zit in a in a in a thing's in a triceratops mouth. Yeah, that's yeah. No, you don't. Yeah, it's it's seats there. And again, there's people that want to go and get all up on there, and I don't. No. Yeah. And once again, how do they know that's the texture? This um. But by, by the way, '90s fashion. Better or worse than '80s fashion? I mean, oh, '90s fashion is the years of also denim on denim on denim on denim. Mm -hmm. Right, so that that was eighties uh, fashion was just kind of iconic though. Yeah. So it, I feel like the nineties was just trying to like catch a little bit of that, but then also while transferring into the new age. The because we went from I mean nineties seemed to have a lot of transitions, right? It seemed, it seemed like the eighties held true to preppy, 
And I'm going to put some dimes on my penny loafers just to goof off. I'm going to pack That's my jeans. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. The cardigans were big. Uh, the polo shirt really, really came into its own as, as you could wear it business casual. Pleated slacks. The accordion of pants. Mm. Where is my pocket? Mm. There it is. Yeah. Um, that seemed to be, you know, and then bright, bright colors, not only for sunscreen, but for shirts. Zinc. Zinc. Yeah. Oh, zinc. Wear it, wear it in the ocean. Wear it on the slopes. Okay, well, there you go. There you, and go. Then you got your bases covered. I think you may have just made a commercial. Uh, for them, Zinc, come back. Zima came back. Zinc, come on back. Come on back. Come on back. You can sponsor this podcast first. I meant to bring some Zimas. Oh, Zimas. Of course. Zimas are de- they're, they're not the, terrible. The uh, missionary, uh, strictly missionary. <laughs> that's the best. <laughs> She's just so that's Maggie from from Circle Brewing, <laughs> and I was just. I need to make a t-shirt. Oh, she's digging through shit. I need to make a t-shirt that says just strictly missionary. Yeah. Because that's a great band name. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. And uh, But, I, I, you know, in, in here now, I was like, oh, i got to get some Zimas to go with talking about. Oh, yeah. How lovely Zimas are. And I agree. They're fantastic. No, it's not Zima. It's ice. Ice. That's what I'm thinking. Ice. Oh, Smirnoff Ice. That you got ice, ice, bro. Yeah, you got iced. Yeah. You know, I didn't even know about that until it was pretty much extinct. Um, probably like three, four years ago was the first time I ever heard of Zima Iced. And the, the, so then I got all excited about it. Wait, I could do something to make my friends have to chug something that they don't want to chug? Yeah, let's do this. So then I started and, and got to my younger brother who was 10 years younger than me. I'm like, dude, this has not been around for like five, six, seven, eight, ten years, something like that. Where, where have you been? Oh, well, I just learned about it. So there, drink it. Drink it. Still got ice, bro. Yeah, still got ice. Is there a drinking game you did with your, with your friends? Is there a favorite one that you guys did? The very first dream game I ever did was called three man you just roll a dice and if it comes out three six nine twelve you have to I, mean, I don't remember how but you have, you either give or take that many drinks but I don't remember how that was determined um, Interesting. yeah so, so other than that it was one two three chug that's always a good one yeah one two three chug yeah yeah we did uh we did buffalo I don't know that one so right-handed or left-handed right-handed so right-handed so then you have to drink with your left hand and it's my job to try to make you drink with your right hand. And as soon as you take a drink with your right hand, you have to finish the whole drink, go buy yourself one, and buy me one. Dang, all right. So it's a, like a bar. It's a bar, like walking around, give your buddy a hug, you know, shifts hands. Yeah. Cheers, bro. Yeah, all right. Slam it, bro. Huh? So you're really watching out for the guy with the low beer because he just doesn't want to buy himself another beer. Yeah. And who does? Yeah. So that, that was a uh, Cardinal Puff. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Cardinal Bishop Pope. So you get one beer, two beer, three beers, and it's a series of hand movements and foot movements, and key words you have to say in a consecutive order while taking drinks. It sounds complicated. Okay. It's very complicated, and the, and so as soon as you mess up, as soon as you mess up, you got to slam the beer and start over again, and you can't stop until you pass out of puke. That I'm gonna say I probably will not play. <laughs> For one, I still am not 100 clear on the strategy of the game. It seems complicated. And for two, the pass out or puke, you know, it just doesn't seem that that fun. It's fun to watch. I would love to watch it. Oh, it's a, I mean, our buddy, we had a buddy who was kept trying to do it, and he just, he was, he was not a good, not good at attention, and not good at detail. He just busted. And I remember our one friend, he was going for bishop, so bishop is, you go, you go through it three times. It's like tap, 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 
tap 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 on the left may i have a drink yes you may it's i forget i mean it's been 20 years 25 years since i've done it and then you take two a drink. weeks two weeks it's been a week or so but i'm blocked out so i don't remember uh and then you just you do it and you go after it and but the bigger problem is I heard that on there as well, and that was uh, one of the times, I guess it was either you or Jason Dixon, someone said yeah. that uh, one of the only times they got sick yeah. was from that. It's, I, it's hard for me to imagine that because, again, math, I'm a math guy, so you do the math, and it's not a lot of beer, but I guess it's just the time because I, what, it ends up being what, five or six beers in a one-hour period, but then you got to keep going to hit your 100 mark. Yep. So you're in it for an hour and a half, a little over an hour, 45 minutes, whatever it may be, but it's still only... You know, I guess maybe eight or nine beers. I, I didn't. Find it's the time. consistency, though, of doing it every sixty seconds. Yeah. That's that's the deal breaker, right? So, whereas you can be chatting and then you do a big drink, and let's say it's three or four shots, right? You just take a big drink and you're chatting, and then you're cheering the game on. You're distracted, so mentally you're not focused on I have one more shot. And whereas at the beginning, sixty seconds is a long time. Towards the end, it's now, like, yeah, yeah, you're like, what the? F- I just set this down. Yeah. And because you're held to a clock and a standard, that's where it becomes a problem. By the way, Samuel Jackson, I forgot he was in this. So young looking. So young looking, but still has the same voice, the same the same attitude. Yeah, I feel like he's gotten a little cooler in his old age as far as like, he started off as a, you know, a, a cool character in most everything, but now that he's even older, I mean, he's just like cooler than a polar bear's toenails. He is cooler than a polar bear's toenails. That's true. That's a that's a that's a rap. By the way, a, a favorite rap line for um, the Vegas fact checker's wife. She's just say that cold and polar bears tone nails. Outcast man. That's that's, that's, that's some old Outcast. That's some good stuff. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, I forget the other drinking games we used, we used to play quite a bit. We always had something fun or random to do to, you know, inspire us to I guess to probably maybe drink a little bit more yeah. or you know it's just yeah. it's one of those things. By the way. Uh, Reference. I don't know if you start, if you remember this. I just saw it up on the screen. Um, Jolt Cola. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the first, the original, the yeah. original Red Bull. Yeah. Just a crap ton of caffeine and sugar. Oh, just yeah. Diabetes and awake for the whole procedure. Yeah. Just. <laughs> yeah. Just Wilford Brimley's mustache. I thought I had heard that they brought Jolt back. Oh, is this where he gets eaten? This is where he's a horrible driver, by the way. Yeah, um, he crashes and then falls down the tank and then. What I don't understand is he's got glasses on, but he's using his fingers to wipe them. Yeah, I mean, he is inside a Jeep, but I thought it was a closed, an enclosed Jeep. Maybe, you know, I'm just getting something wrong here. Oh, no. It's just, is that Mr. Rogers? It looks like Mr. Rogers. Hmm. Interesting. Did you know they have, there's a new, um, I think it's that. Documentary. Know, yeah, on Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. Very exciting, I heard. A lot of, lot of action. There's a... Uh, there, Two uh, very controversial gun scenes, where he's teaching kids how to shoot at a at a firing range. Uh, very interesting because they do everything from a twenty-two to a he does he does the M60. You don't want to give a kid the M60. Not these days. Not these days. Uh, but he does, he really shows him you know like how to hit a moving target. Uh, it's very very interesting because he does it with puppets. But you know I mean sponsored by the NRA. Yeah, uh, yeah he's a very interesting guy. Uh, his wife did a told a story. Which is very fascinating. Where she was, uh, she's on one of the late night talk shows, and Mr. Rogers is out. And this little boy walks up. And he's like, "Hey, uh, how'd you get out of the TV?" Legit question, right? <laughs> so, by the way, someone right now is super busy. Like, there's not a gun scene in that documentary, bro. I know, probably a bad joke at this time. 
apologize. Wait, now I can edit it. I, I thought the wife. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, because my whenever, my wife was telling me about the Mr. Rogers scene, and she's like, "Yeah, he's just such a nice guy." I'm like, "Wait, he was a character. He's the, he he played a character on our show called Mr. Rogers Show." She's like, "No, he's really that's him. That's him. That's him." So I don't know if that's valid statements, but this is just what I was told. No, that's it. So he uh, he comes up with this kid and he talks to him. He's like, "Well, you know, actually, I don't live in a TV." Uh, there's a product, there's a crew, and there's cameras, and then those cameras put it on this, and then this goes to here, and then it goes in the TV. And he explains to the kid, and he goes, now, does that make sense? The kid's like, I mean, I guess, but then how do you get back in the TV? <laughs> and he was just, and you know, he realizes, like, oh, wait, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm playing up here, and I need, to, yeah, yeah. I need to bring it down just a hair. Yeah, yeah. This is my worst nightmare, by the way, for Jurassic Park. This is what I think about when you put crazy aggressive murderers on an island those being the dinosaurs and just everything big and terrifying and then what happens what happens around every island is weather weather weather's gonna screw you here comes a big storm oh power's out that whole electric fence thing gone gone dead. how do electric fences i and i don't know that because i not like we're gonna answer this question but i wonder how electric fences work in rainstorms Seems like they would short out. Um, I mean, well, the water's believe, coming down to. I feel like um, it, it's like a grounding factor. So uh, I don't know if that's true. I went mm-hmm. out as a kid, and still to this day, my parents have the electric fence for cows. Okay, and so you've, you've experienced this then? I have experienced it. Have you grabbed it? Have you touched it? Yeah, yeah. And we used to do it as kids just to see who could do it. And it, it just feels like you're getting kicked. Basically, oh, okay. Um, so it's it's not a it's just like a little yeah a kick, um, but I feel like that's it's a grounding factor. So if uh, you know the, just the rain itself, maybe even a bird. We should have tested it with a bird and see what happens with a bird. Um, <laughs> yeah. That would be cruel and unusual punishment. I would never do it. No, <laughs> no. This week on Dateline, how did it start? It was destined electric fence with birds. <laughs> just wanted to know. Just, just wanted, wanted to, know. to know. Inspired by Jurassic Park. But, you know, hey, you know, so, um, yeah, so that's my theory, but I have no clue. See, like, this scene here, too, when they first see the Transformers track, it looks just so old school and non-realistic now, but at the time when you're watching this for the first time, like, holy crap. Yeah, and then that guy just leaves those kids. That's, yeah, I feel like, uh, let's stay in the car. That's why he gets eaten on the toilet. Yeah, I mean, he kind of, no, no offense, but he deserves what's coming to him. You don't leave kids. Yeah, no. No, you kind of you, you got to protect them. Indiana Jones over here, she's like, yeah. Dude, dude, dude. Indiana Jones, bastard child or cousin or whatever, is um, is not you know hanging out with Jeff Goldblum, just being a couple of one-two rock stars. Yeah. Do you um, where do you think it's safest? In the car, out of the car, under the car? I'm gonna go in the car. In the car? Yeah, because you have some kind of protection there. It's uh, somewhat of a little cage. And you get out of the car, that dude's just sitting, the other dude, he's just, he's sitting on the toilet. If, if you try and hide under the car, he moves the car, and you're toast. You hide behind a tree, same thing, you know, so let me just stay in the car, yeah. and hope for the best. Hope for the best, stay still. How bad do you think that animal's breath is? Horrific. I mean, <laughs> horrific. Well, if you think about it, if you think about uh, like uh, a cow, a sheep, or whatever, those stink. They're stinky. I mean, if you're around them, they're just outside all day yeah. and they poop and they don't, no one wipes their butt and they roll around in it half the time. And so they're stinky. He just ate one. 
So his breath is just rank. On top of that, you know, any old meat that's been sitting in his grill for the last couple weeks. Like doesn't have a doesn't have a flossing program. Does not. He would probably need a root canal too. Yeah, do you think I mean so she did she you know, she popped the zit on the on the triceratops' tongue. So there's definitely a mouth infection going on with some of these animals. Um herpes. Herpes. Oh. Do you think animals get VD? I mean, I know that feline AIDS is the number one killer of cats. But I would think so, yeah. I mean oh. I would say yeah, definitely. Uh, why not? What what makes them exempt? Exempt, that's true. Do you think they have the you know, they have the look where they're like, hey, by the way, I'm just curious. Uh don't, you clean? You good, man? You clean? Yeah. <laughs> you clean? They've got a scent to them. They're like, oh, you. I can smell that. I can smell the gonherpacyphalase on you. You're Not okay. You're out. I don't know that I'm brave enough to stay in the car right now. Now, see, I would stay in the car. Uh, I would have to stay in the car because, again, you're out. You're toast. In a car, I feel like there's a chance. At least there's a chance. Yeah, so that's just me. Can we turn the flashlight off? This is what I don't like about kids in movies. Or I don't, I mean, this is what I don't like about a lot of this stuff in movies, right? Is they can't figure out the light part. They know the light's attracted the dinosaur, but they keep holding it and messing around. It really bothers me because it's not like they're dummies. Yeah, just just turn the light off. Don't turn flash it out of his face. How is that head not squashing them too? I like Jeff Goldblum. He's like, let me just check a look, and let me knock you over. What is this a Ford? Looks like a Ford. Yeah, it looks like a Ford. Definitely Ford Explorer. Is that is that a good advertisement for Fords? <coughs> we stop dinosaurs. I, I would I would say yes. I would say yes, definitely. He's just, is he trying to, that's crazy. This, by the way, it doesn't show the intelligence of the T-Rex and the fact that it's just going after. Well, I think it's the whole shark scenario. Yeah. Um, what's that? I'm just going to bite and figure it out since my tiny little arms can't get it. I'm going to bite. Just going to bite. Just going to go after the tires that taste awful. Squashing the Ford now. No, oh, thank goodness for the mud. I mean, good and bad, right? <laughs> Here's good and bad. Here's Indiana. Oh, bro, not your dad. I don't know that I'm doing that. He's like, nah, that might yeah, be Yeah, you know, I'm all for protecting the kids and whatnot, but that's a little bit crazy. Like, just... What if he doesn't chase that and just says, you know what, no, I want to look at you and chase you instead. Oh, what's he doing? Hey, bro, that's also not smart. That's more not smart than the first two. Yeah, because he was going to go after something else, right? Yeah, no, he was chasing it. And see, now he says, wait, I'm not going to chase that. I'm going to stick with you. I'm going to come and eat you. Luckily, you have the dude on the toilet, and he basically saves everyone because he gets eaten. It's just, yeah, but once again, I just want to know, hey, when was the last time these tigers were fed? B, um, what's the little stick do that, like, a gun doesn't do? Or an electric prod or anything else? Yeah. Um, notoriously, tigers aren't big pack animals, so why are they all together? Like, how does this freak them out or make the, calm them down? And when was the last time someone was eaten? You should, I think... Good question to ask, knowing that I'm not going to go in the cage. Yeah. And, of course, they just laughed, you know, no English. Ah. I was like, well, <laughs> uh, um, no, no, you understood. That's why you laughed. Yeah. And they had one with a with a kid's bike chain around its paw. It's like, well, how about a picture? And I'm looking at the bike chain. I'm looking at the size of the tiger. I'm looking at the bike chain. Well, no. Once again, when was the last time this one was fed? Because this one... it. It's, it's locked down with a bike chain. Yeah, that's not going to suffice. No, that's that doesn't work in my world. No. Not not going to play there. No. Uh, they were the, you know, the whole, 
Thai thing that they had going on. I mean, I love the people there. I love, I love the fact that they just they push the limits on everything. They had uh, some Cobra vodka. It's just a kiddie pool. It's huge inflatable kiddie pool full of vodka. And then just they just hold Cobras underwater there until they die. And then, they, you know, when you're ready for your bottle, you take the Cobra, they shove it in the bottle. You know, use these little prongs, fan out the head, once in the bottle, and then fill it up with the vodka, put a cork on it, and hand it to you. That's pretty interesting and crazy. It's a little, yeah, and, they have, and I'm terrified of snakes, so I was, you know, this is the one part of, the whole part of, Thai, uh, of Thailand I didn't want to go, be a part of, and we were, we rented scooters to get around, we thought that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they are, it's pretty interesting to drive a scooter in, in, in Thailand, but we were at a grocery store, we picked a couple things up, and we hear people screaming and running, we see them running, we don't know what's going on, oh, there's a cobra chasing a guinea pig across the parking lot. Rightfully so. It's better than a tiger chasing a guinea pig. I guess, but I'm still on a scooter. Yeah, but, but again, better than a tiger. So you just have to sit there. And yeah, just have it out, right? And it's yeah. my, oh, it's just a cobra. Cool. All right, I'm keep going. My fat ass and an extra 100 pounds of my wife on the back. And I'm like, <laughs> we'll get out of here. Legs up. Honey, honey, hold your feet up. And balance, balance better, please. It's going to work out well for us. Don't worry. Yeah, it was, it was I mean... I always like, I think I'm gonna like the exotic location. I, I'm excited about the exotic location. And then I get there and all I think then is, where's the bar, where's the AC, where's the pool? <laughs> where are the things where nothing that's dangerous around here can touch me? Where have we developed so much, the bugs don't even like it. The bugs, ah, I'm out, I'm gonna stick over here by the beach. Yeah, it's kind of, we were at the, we were at the beach and I, we'd met this, Greek couple, very nice, just newly married as well. They're staying at the same hotel. And we see the wives looking over and they're yelling, get over here, get over here. Husband and I are drinking some beers and um, they were two very nice men, different colored Speedos, hanging out on a beach next door that we could see. And one would paddle out and he'd ride a wave in, body surfing. And the other was laying with his trunks off, just kind of holding him up around his finger, and his face would body surf into his booty. And then he'd motorboat his buddy, right? And then they would giggle, and then they would do it again. <laughs> just, you know, casual beach play. Casual beach play. <laughs> Probably just friends hanging out, you know, having a good time. You, you know, it gives a whole new meaning to you motorboating son of a bitch, right? <laughs> I was like, oh, they're having fun. Like, maybe they were newly at Weds, too. Yeah, oh. yeah. I'm yeah. like, and I don't care. I just, but it was just the most interesting thing that they were just, they didn't care. They, I find it better. I don't care whether someone else cares or not. Yeah. I love the fact that they didn't care. Yeah, they didn't care. You know what's interesting, though? You, you throw that stereo a different way. Probably people would care a little bit more if it was like, your wife's laying out on the beach. And <laughs> I'm just rolling in. <laughs> rolling in the motorboat. Like, I, I, mean, I don't know. It might just be equal. It might just be equal. It might be equal, or people might get a little more offended, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe the first scary part of the movie. You think? I mean, like the real, like now there's real interaction. I mean, the T-Rex was kind of scary, but you, you felt it coming. You saw the water. But you assumed that this little guy was nuts. This or, little yeah, dinosaur. Why? Because he's a little dude and he's kind of like yeah. making his little whatever noise. He's picking on Newman. Newman's pants don't fit. Nothing else fits. And he's just fought. But also looks evil. Looks kind of like a gremlin. Yeah. And then right there. Oh, God. The and, and you're done. Oh. And you're spit on, bro. And that's nasty. 
And I, I forget if it's acid or what it is. It's, it's not good for you. It's not good for you. Guaranteed, without a doubt. Oh! Right in the right eyes. Right in the eyes. It's a blinding technique. Genius. Yeah. Genius. Oh. I mean, how, how do they know that it's fit like that? You know, that's the other question, right? And there goes the can that I think makes Jurassic Park 2. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, because that has the little vial in it. With yeah, the, with, the, with the stuff. stuff. With the DNA. Um, yeah, there's your buddy. Bro, you're done. Oh, oh, but that's, that's a full meal deal. That too. is a big meal. I mean, they're about the same size. They're about the same size. I like the foreshadowing, right? It's like, here's the Barbasol can. That's not shaving cream. And just like anything else, we're going to cover it in mud. That mud's going to harden soon. There's going to be a thing. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's the quick cycle of dinosaurs right there. They thought it through. They knew they were going to do 1990 movies. You have to, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, kind of have to have to know. Um, where are you on the screaming, crying kids that don't listen? Like, if your son's a good listener. I've been he, around you, and you know, he's a good listener. He's, for his age, he's a good listener. He's Yeah, he's a good listener, but he's also super independent. Mm -hmm. And so if he's got his mindset on something, it doesn't matter what I say at all. But then you got you kind of coax it, right? Like, she's independent. So I just figure out the narrative where I leverage that independence into to make it their to make it their choice and their yeah. idea. Yeah. I I've I've somewhat got that figured out, but again, every time I, I have a technique or something, I feel like, oh, I'm kinda of figuring out how to do this parenting with Google. Um, <laughs> then he throws me a curveball. And, yeah. and so I've kind of somewhat just said, you know what, I'm just gonna wing it with Google. This time kinda of set up figuring out with Google. I'm just gonna do that and uh, yeah, so I think Google forgets that you know the, the, these kids like I, all these parenting techniques. I think people forget kids have personality, and they're different. Right? It's like what you do is you swallow the baby twice. You rock him left, then right, and then left, left, right, right, up, up, down, down, A B A B. Start. You got unlimited nap hours. Unlimited nap hours. <laughs> Go play Contra. Yeah. And it's just it's not it's not the same, right? I mean, every kid is just different yeah and in that world of trying to understand where every kid's different I mean I think that's where you, you have to wing it yeah. you have to be different and you know I, when your kids a, a whiny crazy freak and you've got a choice of being like okay I can just accept this or ignore it or figure it out I mean I hope the parents kind of try to figure it out yeah you know? I, I and I have different uh, different parenting techniques I guess you say for different scenarios um, so sometimes I'm just like I'm just gonna go ahead and ignore this one and walk away and let him do his thing. He's mm -hmm. moment to himself. And other times I'm like, okay, sit there and try and talk to him and reason with him and see. And sometimes I just, uh, yeah, combination of. Yeah, I can understand that. We, um, I've done the thing. I, I, I saw this lady do it. By the way, it didn't work, but I tried it. Uh, this lady was like, she was my kid was throwing temper tantrums and I wanted to stop. So I threw a temper tantrum in front of her yeah. to show her how embarrassing it is. Yeah, I don't think that would work for me at all. So I tried one. I don't think I did. It. I don't think I sold it. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't commit fully. I didn't commit like fifty percent. Uh, fifty, forty-five. And uh, and my daughter knew it, and she just laughed, and then she threw a real one. <laughs> like, hey, this is how it's done. <laughs> okay. Now, now is this at home or in a public place? Public place. Yeah. See, even public, worse. Yeah. Even worse. Public, I, yeah. I don't mind looking like an asshole, but it's usually when I commit. Yeah. Like I have a fantasy. I've said this a lot, but I just because I just now I see if I if I say it more, it's gonna happen. Like I want to get super drunk at an Applebee's and just see what happens. I'm gonna probably order too many riblets. I'm gonna get sick for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because sure. that food is awful. 
For sure you're getting sick. But they have a little bar section there. Yeah. I mean, to sit at that bar and just with a buddy, you get obnoxiously drunk. Just order Long Island iced teas. Just one after another. Just watching the Golf Channel. Yeah. Just give me some pop. <laughs> I don't know why my drunk voice sounds like Bill Cosby trying to push pudding pops. Yeah. But it's, it's not good. Like, I need to fix my drunk voice. Uh, but that said, I lo- you know, like this is something I, I don't know why I want to do it. It's fascinating, but that's that's my temper tantrum, right? Like I just want to throw one last temper tantrum before I'm fifty, and I believe that getting super drunk in Applebee's in my forties is, is your temper tantrum. Is my temper tantrum. Like it could work. Goals. 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 Not high ones. Hey, but it's goals. It's just like you know, and people that want to get in shape, and I'm gonna start running, and they just say, okay, well, I just start go out and run, and then like a week later, like that is boring and it sucks. But if you're like, oh, I'm going to sign up for this race in three months, then you're like, oh, I've got this goal. i got to, so you start Probably striving plan. for it. Yeah, you know, it's just so you start striving for that goal. Same thing, you know, talking about the goal. It's just setting it. Now, now we just got to make it happen. Pick a date? Yeah, we just got to make it happen. Uh, are you a runner? I am a runner. I am a runner, yeah. I used to be in January. I, I set a goal, and I did it where I did, I ran 120 miles in the month of January. Dang, that's pretty good. That's Yeah, I get that. It's great. But... There's, it's hard for me to believe that running that far, you're, you're running and just going, this is amazing, I'm loving this. No, you gotta just be hating it, but I, you're still doing it for whatever reason. Do you know. think they just love the pain? The idea Maybe. of discomfort? Maybe that's what it is. Or they're like, I can endure more discomfort than you can. Ass chafing, just, ugh, that's, that's the oh. worst out of all. That's like the worst injury of everything is like, your ass crack is just raw. Ass crack's raw, oh, and I mean, there's gotta be pounds of Crisco. Just uh, on your body. <laughs> Whenever I was doing the long distance runs, there was a point where I was researching on getting uh, waxed my the whole crack just because it was like, I got to figure this out. Have you ever done that before? No. Oh, no. I lost a bet. I got it. No, dang, yeah, I haven't done this. It uh, changes I, your farts. I, it does it. Interesting. That's much cushion to leave yeah, so I was I was making phone calls looking at this because it was like you can't get everything with a razor and you gotta if your your stuff's just bushy, your your ass is it's just raw, raw raw and painful. You take a shower and it's burn and oh. yeah. So out yeah, that's uh, what about the nipples? Yeah, nipples what never bother me. Nipples, no? nipples is easy. No, nipples never bother me. I mean I could you could just put a band-aid or whatever while you're running and fine, but so I never nipples never bother me. It's just just the ass. Try some fun pasties. I mean, I've had I've had bloody nipples, but bloody nipples is oh. one thing because, because literally you can put a bandaid, you're fine. You can't do anything about your crack because you gotta That's walk, true. you gotta sit, you gotta go to the bathroom, you gotta shower. Crisco thong. There's no hiding. There's no hiding. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, it's just there. I don't, you don't think about that, right? I mean, I don't think people people see the feet and they're like, oh, someone lost their toes, toenails. <laughs> oh, they're bleeding and they're swollen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we didn't ask crack. Let's, let's let's wipe your butt. Yeah. Nope. No, no, no. Every time just, you go to the bathroom, you jump in the shower. And that's how you clean yourself. Just, just poop in the shower? No, no. In the toilet, you just oh. go in the shower to clean. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, do what you gotta do. Just do what you gotta do. Clean it off in the shower, for <laughs> sure. Oh, that's where bidets come in, right? Yeah, I've, I've never actually uh, tried a bidet, but that would be where a bidet comes in. They're pretty awesome. I, I love the concept. Or a shower wand, because a shower wand, yeah, shower you can just wand reach over to the toilet. It's, it's a portable bidet. So that yeah. was, that, a shower wand is the savior, realistically. And that's, yeah, that's where I said, every house I ever have for the rest of my life is going to have a shower wand. However, I don't run these distances anymore, so I don't have to worry about it. There you go. 
in the you, know, you, you, dad, you do the real estate thing, you understand mm-hmm. the homes. Mm-hmm. There seems to be this trend that I'm seeing in fancy houses. Houses that maybe one day I would like to own. Where there's a glass wall and there's the shower in there and inside this tile, big glass wall, is also the tub. Mm-hmm. They're all together. Yeah. Why? I they, 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 I think they're fine separate. They're fine separate. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't know why either. I think, and I don't know if they're trying to make it look like a grander space by having this bigger glass area. Because otherwise, if you okay, we have to have the tub over here, and then we have to put the shower in. It's in glass, so it's not going to be as big. So that was my theory because mm-hmm. I see this a lot. Yeah, I have seen it, and my wife. No, we never do that. I'm fine. I don't have any. You're like, honey, don't worry. We were taking a nice, relaxing bath. I'm just going to wash my butthole in front of you. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> it's good. Just chill. You're just good. relax. Listen, put the eye, put the cucumbers on your eyes. Got to do some soaping. We're good. We're good. We're good. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why. Um, Maybe if the tub overflows? No, I'm just going to stick with, uh, I think it's an economical thing that, okay, we, we can't build this for this and and you can, you just gotta make it bigger to, yeah. to make it fit all right. So I think the first guy that did it was really just, okay, how do we fit this tub in here that they want without making it look too tiny and restricted this area? So let's just, let's put it all in one area and put the glass over here. Let's do that. So the, the economics of space yeah. created a trend. That's what I'm thinking. That's my guess. I like that. That's my guess. You, uh, so that was, we'll keep on the housing theme here. Uh, you ever have a tree house as a kid? I do well. We had a, a clubhouse, not a treehouse. That we helped um, me and my brother, and my dad built together. And then over the years, me and my brother would add to it, like, okay, let's build this another level. Or I built a mailbox one. It took me like three days because I was like five. <laughs> so I built a mailbox one, even though you know I, I never got any mail, but just in case. Just in case. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a. We're we're in the process of building house right now, and that's one of the very first things I'm going to do is build a treehouse because it has these great trees in the back and. I'm gonna build a treehouse for my, my son and let him go crazy. Did your HOA let you do that? They don't care. Well, it's not in the it's not an HOA. Well, the neighborhood association. I guarantee they're gonna probably put up a little bit of a fight. Mm-hmm. More so for impervious cover reasons than it being anything else. Okay. Um, but you know that's something I'll just battle when I battle. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. In your in your times where maybe you've experienced a little failure, right? We've got the Jurassic Park failure here. We've got the creator. He's failed. He's in all white. Still a bold move. I think his color palette's a little bland. Mm-hmm. Merking down some Neapolitan ice cream. In fact, he's got four tubs of ice cream. They scanned over. One looked Neapolitan. The other looks vanilla, which I think is what he's eating now. He's got a little chocolate. You don't dabble in that chocolate. You don't want to stain the soup. Um, what's your... Uh, do, you, do, you, do you go to food? Or do you go to drink? Or when it's been a rough day, you're like, honey... I need a scotch. Or is it, hey, honey, let's go get some ice cream. Or is it Torchy's tacos? Or is it never ice cream? Uh, pizza. Never ice cream. <laughs> never <laughs> ice cream. Never ice cream. No, just never. You're not a big dairy guy. <laughs> not, a, not a dairy guy. Um, I see the point they're trying to get across because that's a lot of double ice cream. Oh, no, yeah. whatever. I see the point. But no, uh, I'm going to go like pizza and beer. And bad yeah. day, yeah. Um, bad day, pizza and beer, like a horrible, horrific day. Whiskey and beer. Whiskey and beer. Just, yeah. Pizza's just not going to cut it. Pizza's not going to make it. <laughs> whiskey and beer. I wish I could, I, I, I just, I can't hone a taste for whiskey. I, I wish I could. I uh, I tried to really get into whiskey for a good minute there. Um, most of them taste the same, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. I had friends, you know, they knew I was in this little uh, whiskey phase of trying to sip whiskey. 
sophisticated, you know? And so they would, for my birthday or whatever, oh, we bought you this really nice bottle of whiskey. I'm like, oh, thank you. Okay, I'm like, yeah, it's just like the $12 bottle right here, but thank you so much. Appreciate that. <laughs> so, and I just don't have a good palate. Same with like music. Pearl Joder, I tried to be uh, play guitar and thought I was going to be a rock star, but I just don't have good ears for music. I can't, I'm not good with that. My palate isn't good for whiskey, but I do enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy uh, a whiskey beverage from time to time. Not as much anymore. Now I'll have you know, in a blue moon it'll be if we have a random date night and we're gonna go out, which happens like once a month. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, oh yeah, let me get a nice. It's usually it's an old fashioned, you know, okay, a weaker version of whiskey. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. you a wine guy as well? No, no. Um, although I did drink two glasses in the last month and a half, two months or so. So that's more than normal. Yeah. Uh, but no, I've just never, never. My wife loves wine. I just, it's not my thing. Um, she a red, red, red or white gal? Typically white, but uh, she will in the winter months. She tries to really follow uh, whatever oh, you're supposed to do. I don't really know how that works. Yeah. Um, so she'll, um, you know, uh, indulge in some red. Uh, but again, I don't dislike it. It's just not my preference. Yeah. So. Uh, I would rather have a beer or a beverage. I did get into Mai Tais for about a week. That was fun. <laughs> Just for a week? Yeah, about a week. Yeah. I went and I, I researched and then I bought all the uh, stuff to make Mai Tais. Uh -huh. And uh, I would have one uh, every night for a week trying to perfect my system of making yeah. Mai Tais. I think I got there and then I just quit. You quit? How about mojitos? Yeah, I've never been big on them. I mean, I, they're fine. They're great. Yeah. They're a refreshing beverage. But uh, a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, with the mulling, mm -hmm. whatever that's called, yeah, squishing down stuff. Yep. Um, and that's kind of the same thing with Mike, because it was too much work, because uh, you had to mix, and there's too much syrup and stuff in it. So by the end of the day, I was just like, sure, I'll just pour a glass of rum. That's much easier. Much easier. Well, yeah, rum is interesting. I uh, I, uh, I found, especially as I get old, like, I really enjoy tequila. I really enjoy it. Too much. Shots or sipping? Both don't okay. really care, okay. uh, but I, I do a shot. I only do it with an orange. Never do it with a lime. Okay. So limes bring out the dirt and the earth tones. Oranges bring out the natural sugars. So you can do the shot, and then you bite into the orange. The natural, this this sweet flavor envelops the tequila, and it actually you know makes it taste really really good. Even a, a lower well uh, tequila. A lot of fun. A lot of fun, but I got, I've really gotten into, uh, I used to do a little work down at Cabo and I was blessed to drink some very nice, very expensive tequila for free, kind of got a palate for it. Uh, and then it was a couple days ago, actually, I was talking with uh, Ron White's Tequila Company. Number one. Number one. Is it? Yeah, that's what they call it. Yeah. Uh, very expensive. It's like, you know, 89 bucks a bottle. That's why I don't know it. That's why I don't, I don't know it. Yeah. And I asked the gal, I was like, oh, are you on Total Wine? And she's like, yeah. I said, oh, I looked for you guys, I couldn't find you. It's like, well, you know, we have this. We're behind locked doors, actually. Yeah, with the, you, normal people can't see it. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> you gotta be a member, there's certain things that have to happen. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not the guy. Do the dance. Do the but uh, for sure, let's sponsor the podcast. She's like, oh, yeah, no, send me a thing. We'll In moderation, as far as the smokiness, mm -hmm. we went to a place that, I don't even know what it was, uh, some kind of smokehouse, and all the drinks, were smoky drinks and then they had appetizer stuff they're all smoky and uh, 10 minutes into it i was like i got it i need something different I, this is just too much smokiness too yeah much, yeah too much smokiness going on there so 
Yeah, that's what it is. That's interesting. Look at Jeff Goldblum. Sexy son of a bitch. That is funny. Look at that. He's just going straight sexy scene right there. He's just, I mean, this is like the, he's like competing with David Hasselhoff when Seriously. he was just with the puppies naked. The poor puppies. <laughs> he's just laying out. He's hoping Laura Dern gets a look at him. He's like, seriously, forget that Indiana Jones ripoff. She's got her pleated high shorts. She's got her shirt tied off in the front perfectly still. Sam Jackson is smoking endless amounts of cigarettes trying to figure out the system. You know, I like is, how he's just just chilling, like uh, like laid out, shirt open, like I'm I'm just a sexy beast. Check yeah. me out. No, don't even worry about all the animals that are eating everyone out there. I'm just gonna lay here all sexy. He's just that's that's his role. I love it. Uh, but that's something Jeff Goldblum, I believe, can pull off, right? This guy just doesn't know what's going on. He's allegedly the number one tracker there. He's uh, not doing his job. Either. Not doing his job because yeah. he's inside. He's protected. Yeah. There's people out there that need his tracking abilities to get safe. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm going to stay inside because it's safe. It's safe. You know, he's, he's um, some people call him foolish. I just call him smart. Uh, it seems to be a... Borderline genius. Or borderline genius seems to be the good way to go, is stay in the, 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 the bunker. Mm-hmm. Do you, um, in this, in this world, let's say you're creating your Jurassic Park, you create it almost like um, a, uh, a person who's holding information hostage. You're like, if I don't dial the phone every 12 hours to this person, send the rescue. I think so, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you can't rely on me to hit a button to send the rescue because if I'm in the mouth of a freaking giant dinosaur, yeah, no, you gotta have like, okay, here's the protocol. If you don't hear from me or if you don't yeah. see this thing, then go. I don't. I don't have to hit something. It's something I don't do. Which something you don't do. Yeah, yeah. I think definitely, definitely. That's the the way you set up that system there. So it's a good system. If you can't get a hold of me, if you don't hear from me, I'm being eaten alive. So yeah. send people right away. Or I'm hiding in a concrete bunker that they're going to figure out. One of those. One of those. One of those two. Sweaty Jeff Goldblum's going to be there with me, shirtless, checking life out, enjoying it. And this is where, in the movie, right, the the the, the rubber hits the road, if you will. This is where you know they, they got to go all in. They got to get aggressive, and I say that because you know, fun fact, you like your math guy. You love you love the the, the poker. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is that is that your is that your preferred game? Poker, as far as gambling goes, poker is you know it's poker is my preferred game. I do have a little five bit of card a, or Texas Hold'em. Hold'em, hold yeah, Hold'em. Okay, yeah, yeah. I've got a little bit of a, a, a love hate relationship with roulette, but that's just silly stupidness. Um, poker is poker, yeah. Where it's, where it's really at. Do you, roulette seems, I don't, I mean, it's all luck. 100%. 100%. 100%. I mean, Technically, I guess, you know, 46%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've got a system down. Don't worry. I'm don't worry. Good. If you haven't seen 29 for the last 52 numbers, uh, it's going to hit. It's going to hit. Yeah. Which is weird because people say, like, this number's going to hit. And, I mean, there's only four numbers I play on roulette. All right, I play eight, I play 29, I play seven, and I play four. Eight, 29, 74 on my birthday. There's someone that can hack me. But those are the numbers I play. And I've won big, but I have won a couple thousand bucks doing that. Lost big. <laughs> <laughs> I've also put on that number for two hours. And yeah, yeah, just never really won. Um, what's, your, what's your strategy or where are you like, because poker's math, but at some point, like people say, oh, the cards aren't with me. Yeah, so it's a, it's a combination between luck and skill. It's poker, so mm -hmm. you it's you have to get lucky and you have to also know how to play and so have some kind of skill level. So um, 
and that's just yeah that's just kind of it so it's kind of a hide the corner survive because you know how to play until you, you see that opportunity and dodge the bullets of the unluckiness because the unluckiness is just going to happen so you have to try and dodge as much and you, you, there's sometimes it's just inevitable you just you have some goofy guy on the other side that is has no only chase only chases flushes only chases flushes and <laughs> so you're just you know that he's in money bags you know and then all of a sudden he hits it on the river and you're going crud now have you thrown cards in and, I, and i'm asking this because i think there's probably a mental toughness here where you like you got like a two and a five unsuited and you're like well, i'm not playing these you just throw them in and then a three and a four come and then a six comes I think we're done, right? Everybody yeah, yeah, we're done. Yeah, we're yeah, done. We're right and you're like, straight. oh, I would have won with the straight. And then you get that same hand again or something similar. And there's part of your, there's the luck part of your mind, right? That's going, yeah, hold on to this shit. <laughs> well, Wilson, so, Wilson Phillips, and you hold on for one more day. <laughs> and I've, I've got a, what they call a very uh, wide range. So there's, I, I find the love in a lot of hands. So I can look at two five and be like, you know, two five. Uh, my wife was born in January, which is one month away from February. So there's the two. That's justified. And a five. <laughs> she's got a five in her birthday too. So yeah, no, this is a good hand. I'll find a reason to love that hand. Okay. Um, and it, but it, it's also you got to just know position. So I mean, there's a lot of other factors, not just the car. So it could be for whatever reason. I would never play that, but I'm choosing to this time because I'm in a good position and I can get in for just the blinds. And okay, I'll see a flop. Let's see what happens. But, you know, so it's all in the moment of that particular what's going on at the table and all that crap that justifies playing what. So if I'm playing with a really loose table, then I may tighten up. If I'm playing a little tight, you know, I may loosen up. I don't even know. Usually yeah. I'm pretty uh, loose and aggressive, um, which leads to losing a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally winning, maybe. Occasionally. Having some fun winning. I, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a horrible poker player because I... I think of like three things, right? Which is, and, and I lose on them all the time. I was, I was playing this one and I had three eights and two fives, right? Including the, 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 the block, the river, everything, right? I'm like, oh, I'm in. But I didn't see, you know, in all of that. So I had two eights and a five, you know, and then another eight, another five. And I'm like, oh, I've won this hand. Look at that. But then the other two cards that came up were, uh, you know, two jacks. And I'm not thinking about what the other person has. You yeah. know, they're like, yeah, I have four of a cup. Here you go. Why not? But, and so then I don't go after it the next time. So, God, I lost this hand once. Yeah. That's just a, that's the loser. Because I have no concept of math. Yeah, and I'm not really a big math guy when it comes to cards, honestly. Like you would think, because I'm a math guy in general and numbers guy, that I would be one that knows, okay, my statistics on this hand are 22% based on whatever the hell. No, I don't. I just play more of uh, playing the table, so to speak. So you learn, and it's not reading people, really. It's just understanding what they've been doing the whole time. So I guess you can, like they, they say, oh, you, you what's the tell? Stare at this guy and you can get a tell. I've never been able to stare at a guy and know what the hell he's thinking. Never. But I can see how he's been betting for the past two hours and what he's played with and what he's folded and what he's called with. And then I get a better understanding of how I can manipulate that to win, ideally. Nice. Uh, and that's just part of But then again, I had that backfire on me multiple times. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I've literally been playing with you for five hours, and you fold to every big bet. And then the one time I try to push you out of a hand, 
he calls me down for twenty five hundred dollars or something. Like, wow. And 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 he had like a crap kid. Did he have a good hand? This was a real scenario, actually. I still like that. Um, but hey, I've lost uh, big on, and of course I I I've read this, you know, true or not, I don't know, but I was just always saying like, oh, three card poker. I, I love to play it in Vegas. I love to play it. Also, I hear the worst odds. <laughs> it's probably a close battle with roulette. Cool, yeah. So it's roulette, three card, and then what? The one where you roll the dice? Actually, that's the, the, the best odds. Craps? Yeah, craps is the best odds. But you have to know how to really play because there's so many different things you can bet on and so many different. And I yeah, don't know. I don't know. And I see people yelling, and someone's like, don't say this number ever out loud. And Yeah, it does seem like the most exciting game in the entire casino. Yeah. People literally yelling. Ranting and raving and cheering and high fiving and chest bumping and like, dang, I want to do that. And then I just go there. I'm like, I don't know what the hell y'all are doing. And isn't it interesting? That's like the only place where you can do that. Like, there's not a part at a blackjack table where you're just like, if you jump up and start screaming, the pit boss is coming over. It's like, hey, what the hell's wrong with you? You're drunk. Get out of here. Get out. Yeah. Just your chips will be sent to your room. Yeah. Like, you're out of here. And so, I mean, I find that interesting. But yeah. So I played three card poker. I was up about, I don't know, four grand. I was doing this little stretch. Yeah, that's when you walk away. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, or you're like, well, I'm already up. Like, let's just see what we can do with this. Yeah. So I've got visions in my mind. That 30,000 I'm, I'm walking out. Oh, easy. Yeah, but then I'm, like, I'm thinking, oh, I'm here for three days. So if I catch the chips in this way and do this, then they will you know, avoid the taxes on it like this. And you know, I've, I've got plans. Spending that money and doing stuff. Like one time I was up about six grand and I bought a pink gorilla suit. Um, and uh, I was playing some like, I don't know, it was like Muddy Haven. I don't know. It was some, there was like seven different options of betting. And I sat down 500 bucks, hammered, and this very nice guy, I'm like, oh, I'm playing. He's like, me, you seem nice, and I'm bored, so I'm going to teach you how to play. <laughs> and as soon as the cards turn on you, you have to walk away. I'm like, okay. Somewhat recently where I was a little intoxicated and mm -hmm. decided to play some roulette, and the guy did not stop me. <laughs> He's like, he encouraged you. He encouraged me. And I got very lucky at the very end and ended up just breaking even, which was, was good because I was down quite a bit. A couple yeah. of bucks? A couple of dollars. I was down. And uh, yeah, I'm like, the next day I was like, he really should not have let me gamble. Because, you know, I was clearly intoxicated. I told him, I waved off anyone that came to the table and said, you can't play here. This is my roulette table. Only I can play here. <laughs> <laughs> Usually the pit boss decides that, but today. <laughs> and yet he said, go ahead and keep playing, sir. Hey. Oh. It's uh, okay. That's my own fault. You know, the only one I've lost money on, which everyone likes to play, is blackjack. I continue to lose money on blackjack. And I get drunk and I think I'm funny. And so I'll split queens. It's funny to... The house because they're like this goofy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> the other table, the rest of the table's like, what are you doing? I want to, I'm, I'm going for 221s. What are you guys doing? No. Nope. You're going to hold on to those two queens. Yeah, no, the table will get pissed at you. If you oh, don't they play. get so mad. Yeah. Like, okay, first of all, I don't know how to play, and they're feeding me copious amounts of alcohol. Yeah, I mean, I'm here on vacation. I'm having a good time. Suck a bag of dicks. Seriously, what's wrong with you people? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's the like, probably the only I, I can think of right offhand where literally they will. If you don't know how to play, the table will get pissed, and half the time they'll just leave. You know, I, I cannot sit at a table with someone who don't know how to play. I've had that. I'm like, what? Well, 
we're just my wife and I, and literally we're doing dollar bets. What's the problem here? Yeah. You're that you're that much hoarding your fifteen dollars over there that you can't sit with us because we don't know what time we're doing. I've got a big blackjack player. I know how to play now. I learned from them. They give you that little cheater card. I don't know if you've ever seen one of those. No. It tells you if you have the two cards. It, it just you line up the okay. I've got an ace and a four. This is what I need to do. Okay, double down because it might hit a six or it, worst case scenario, the ace is going to be a one or some shit like that. I don't know if that's real to do that, but. Um, See now it's in my brain, so I will if I next time I'm in Vegas. Ace of four, double down. <laughs> double down. <laughs> oh, I gotta call my boss over and verify this. Son of a bitch. You know if they call the boss over to verify a move and he he, he looks at you, he's like, hey, listen, you're serious. You're, you're making the wrong move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Do, do you want to think this through? Are you serious? I'm like, uh, you know what? Actually, I feel like you're trying to tell me something here. Are you trying to make sure I don't take all your money? <laughs> That's what you reverse psychology, isn't it? Oh. I mean, I did it with, because um, there was one time where I was by myself, thank goodness at a black table, so no one could yell at me. Yeah, yeah. And I split the queens, and I got two aces. And what I wanted to do then is I wanted to split the aces off. That would have been bold. That would have been bold. <laughs> and they told me I couldn't, right? They're like, you already have 21. Like, you can't, you can't get 21 and then take 21 away. There was something where I was like, dude, you're, you got your 221s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You doubled down. You split your queens. You got your 221s. Here's your 400 bucks or whatever I've won. Yeah. You're, you're, see ya. You're good. You're, you're good. good. Now, now see ya. Get out. Yeah. And so me, I'm like this guy. I'm hunting. And now every time I go, I get, I get two face cards. I want to split them. And there comes the person taking my money. You tricky little bitch. Yeah. And they're after my wallet. Um, special effects are very special here, once again. Not very special. Uh, I like how the, I mean, they just make it wiggle, kind of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't wiggle. That's someone being attacked. He's wiggling. And the, the snake just goes by, and I find it interesting these these predators, these murderers of, of all life, look at the snake and like, what's up, reptile brother? Hey, we're not going to eat you, because you're a snake. You're a snake. You're good. You're good. These human people, they're definitely gone. They like that white meat. So in the weirdness of bringing back dinosaurs and the weirdness of Jurassic Park and I guess in this one, like the the, the, the Chris guy comes back because he um, he's super smart and he's figured out with clicks and noises and hand motions, he's trained these velociraptors to be his buddies or whatever it is. Is that part two? That's, I think that's, no, that's like the world and then the fallen world. Like they bring him back for fallen world because they've got to take on some special dinosaur that got bred. To, it's, uh, it's all nonsense. But in this fantasy of nonsense there is a real sense of nonsense happening in this world and it's called flat earthers who do what flat earthers where there's a growing contingency of people that believe a couple of things one we've never been to space because there's this orion's belt or there's some there's some level where you can't get through it um it's all fake when you see it go through it it's all special effects you can't get you can't get into space that's mm -hmm. so never been to the moon and i don't know if we've really been to the moon or not it, that who knows? But they're saying you can't even get into space, A. And B, that the Earth is flat, not round. There's, there's people that still, they, they really think this? Uh, aggressively. Oh, interesting. Yeah. There's, uh, there's people that believe the Earth is round, but there's a whole society in the center of the Earth. Like in a core? Yeah. Do they know it's hot in there? Uh, that's, that's, you know what, have you seen it as hot? Because their pushback is, is always, their pushback continuously. Well, have you seen it? 
I Googled it, saw a couple pictures. Yeah, that Google <laughs> is not to be trusted. <laughs> scientists are not to be trusted. And then my favorite one, which is supported by scientists, like real legitimate scientists, Stephen Hawking's being one of them, Douglas Soul, is that there is a greater chance on this planet that we are living in a simulation a la Matrix style then we're actually real and making our own decisions. Interesting. And that AI, the reason our lives are going the way they're going is AI is trying to figure out how it became through the creation of us creating it prior. And many believe this happened in right about the 20s or 30s. And that's really when machines took over because you'll see a hyper jump in technology. You see a hyper jump in productivity of human beings and what they can and cannot do physically and mentally. And then, of course, UFO conspiracies believe that it's, it's, that's when Roswell happened, that's when a big push of, of UFOs happened. I've never heard this theory. <laughs> However. I got a lot of time in my hands. It is intriguing. Uh, it just, it, in speaking of like Jurassic Park, when you think of this like millions of years ago, these things sound like millions of years, holy cow, that seems like so long. So yeah. it's logical i guess to think that there are all these different scenarios kind of, I don't know, logical i don't know if i want to go with logical but i'm just <laughs> going to think that to think that maybe uh yeah this there's could be we were actually like uber intelligent in the 20s and we are just in this matrix of all of this belief we have of history is all just part of the matrix type thing all sense. part of the ai and and the the biggest thing that pushes this is that i read this i found this very interesting the brain named itself. Say what? Think about that. The brain, our brain, mm -hmm. it named itself. It named itself the brain? Well, yeah. How else did we come up with it? That's a good point. <laughs> a good point. Yeah. This, is, this is what you can, instead of thinking about mm -hmm. monsters eating children coming back to life, you can now think about before you go under, the brain named itself. The brain named itself. That's such, a, that's such a weird thing to wrap your head around because we've named everything, right? So we were like, oh, we, but I mean, it's also dumb. Like the, the arrogance of it is is the same to me of giving yourself a nickname. Yeah. Like there's an asshole version to the brain naming itself, but then we would have no other way to name anything because it would just be, there's, a, there's this thing in my head. Yeah. I don't know what to call it. What do you call it? You know, uh, but the brain naming itself is something uh, is, is something different. That, I, yeah, again, never thought of this that way. I'm just going to break your brain today. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to fill it with so much nonsense <laughs> and then dinosaurs. I'm going to be so confused by the end of the day. I'm just not going to go to sleep. You're just going to look at your wife and go, I don't know why I said, I mean, he was drunk. I didn't think he'd remember. And then I reached out, my bad. And my bad. my bad. And now there's a bigger problem. <laughs> Let me unload on you. The brain. The brain, honey. The brain named the itself. Brain itself. Figure it out. Work it I, I don't think this is. I don't think this is good pillow talk. It's fantastic pillow talk. It's very, very erotic. <laughs> I think it may lead to something. I don't know. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> look at those teeth. By the way, why is she hiding in that little thing? I do love this part. And I'm out. Tricky. No, that is the one thing, like the spatial differential and understanding reflections. They're not there. Allegedly. But I feel like 
stainless appliance has to be very clean to be that reflective. I mean, it tricked me. Yeah. Yeah. So. Stainless steel, a good polish though, right? I think this is the better move. This kid is smart beyond his years, even though he's whiny and he doesn't listen very well. He gets that crazy reptile into the ice room. Yeah. Not living. Now, I don't I don't buy this part that he's yeah, strong. Yeah, no, he's not strong enough to hold him off, but no. it's super smart to get him in there locked. Because that little guess who's not coming back. No, not that dude. He's frozen. He's frozen now. He is a he is a chicken nugget. And that's yep. And dipped in spicy cheese. I'm gonna pull up a picture for you right now. For this one. So the only the only connection with the donut is that it's shaped like that, but it's just a chicken nugget. It's it's called a donug. Donut, okay. So donut. maybe it's like battered with the uh, donut? I think it's battered donut. Donut. Uh, Chicken donut. battered with donuts and then dipped donut. in spicy oh. cheese. Sounds amazing. There's um there's the Guardian and here's the pic oh the picture is so good. Let's just move over cronuts. That's the croissant donut. Here's the donut has arrived. Oh dang. You know, we're coming into lunchtime. So I just wanna I wanna prep you for the most unhealthy thing for your brain. Can you eat before the surgery? They're like, no, you gotta go in. No, I mean, I don't know. They didn't even tell me. Yeah, I'm sure, certain, certain I can. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get the donut. Get I'm just donut. saying. Well, where where is this donut uh, being sold? Uh, I don't know. Why you know? Why do you think? Um, I'm gonna go. Poor thing. How long have you had this terrible? Oh, let's see here. So the donut. Um, yeah, it's the donut and chicken nugget. Yeah, you got mixed. It. It's a sweet deep fried dough stuffed with chicken. No, it's not. That's not true. It's a chicken nugget in the shape of a donut. No dough is actually involved. Huh. Well, a little more, I'm mean, a little disappointed. Yeah, this. that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Doesn't, then it's just it's just weird shaped chicken. It's just weird shaped chicken that you dip in cheese. Oh. Which still, I'm not terrible. Yeah, it, it still sounds amazing. Yeah, and weird shaped chicken, a great yeah. band name. <laughs> I wonder if it's like shredded process or like a, is it like a McDonald's nugget or is it like a chicken strip type? You know, I mean, if it's a, that's a big McDonald's type nugget. That's a lot of beets and butts. Yeah, sure that. Beets and butts, it's another good band name. Beets and butts. <laughs> beets and butts. <laughs> if, if you're not a musician struggling to find a band name and listening to this podcast, there's it, there's two or three every episode. Last one for Strictly Missionary is still number one. Fantastic. That's fantastic. It's hard to beat. It's hard to beat. Um, you left the gun. Seems smart. That's also just a shotgun. It is a shotgun, but in, again, I guess they didn't really think this through in some of these because they showed bullet holes yeah. in the window, and then they show a shotgun. Shotgun doesn't make bullet holes. It makes like pellet holes, like tiny little pellet holes, not big old bullet holes. It just can make pellets. Come on, you gotta, yeah. know, that. You gotta know that stuff. You gotta, you've gotta be a little bit more aware. Um, or they're just banking on that that the viewers wouldn't know. I guess. Yeah, I guess the average person wouldn't know, right? But I know. Wow, see, he's right. That's just, you know, once again, they're not. Are you, are you kicking that? I'm assuming that our friend, our buddy there, if you kick, it's, he's got the response rate to, uh, yeah, see that? That's a quick response rate, right? Yeah. Any of your boots coming close to the old face? Yeah, no, you bite your foot off. I'm sorry, I'm probably ruining this movie for a lot of people now, but I just, now that I look back, not only hyperviolent, and I get it, it's not realistic that they're, that we're bringing back dinosaurs, even though they're still having these conversations of, could we? I'm like, bring back the woolly mammoth. Like, can we bring back some cool yeah, things? Cool things. Some that aren't fluffy, fluffy. That aren't violent. The long necks. Yeah. The, uh, what are they, what are they wrestling called? I just watched Slam Four Time the other day. Amazing too. Oh, yeah. Still a great movie. Still a great movie. Still great. There's the other one. 
that's kind of like the land before time. Anyway, they're getting off this dinosaur in a whole mess of ways with the skeleton of it, the fossils. Uh, there's the other one where the, the dinosaurs are, um, they meet the caveman, their buddies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's that one called? Um, I think it's called like My Dinosaur Friend or something like that. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. See, like, bring back that buddy system, right? Bring back yeah. the nice ones. They're going to eat a lot. I get it. I really don't care. You bring back a Velociraptor, I'm pissed. Yeah, that's not, I mean, I don't even understand the reasoning or thought process behind that. I don't understand. Yeah, it's like, well, maybe bring back Sabertooth. Uh, maybe. Maybe. But I, I prefer not to. Just yeah, in, in a cage, inside a cage. <laughs> now, something interesting happens here, and it's a theme that goes on. And I'm a big proponent in movies and themes, and and where they direct us, especially in blockbusters, right? So, especially in, in big movies, where there are there's pivotal moments. And this reminds me of this um, of this of this thing I used to tell people, right? So. You got the Velociraptors coming in, and the T-Rex comes in and eats one of the Velociraptors. And the other Velociraptors are like, shit, i got to break my friend. And they, this T-Rex, the biggest, the baddest of them all, the one that just tried to kill them a couple of times, has actually now saved them. Yeah, it's interesting that because if you see the way they're about to be attacked by the Velociraptors, T-Rex is a big dude. He's a yeah. big, big MFR. So you would think they act surprised, like, oh, crap, where's that T-Rex? He just came out of nowhere. I think they would have knew he was there. Because uh, they, they would have known, right? Because the, the, the boom, boom, yeah, boom. They showed that earlier. So, but it, it is interesting that I guess he switched gears. And I don't even know if he switched gears, right? It's, it's like it's the bird that flies south for the winter, hits a winter storm and freezes and falls to the ground in a chunk of ice. And then a cow comes along and shits on the bird. And the warm poo melts the ice. And the bird is so happy to be alive, it starts singing a song. And then a fox comes along and eats the bird. Because he was being too loud? No, but it's like, it's, it's finding out and understanding who your real enemies are. And the person who shoots you may not be your enemy. And when you're saved, you may be, be, you may be thinking you're saved, but you're just, you're cheering too early. Yeah. And it's, it's, the, it's the concept idea of like, what's really bad and what's not? Like, what are we viewing in life? And, and how does this movie inherently shift us to think, in the worst situations, the worst thing coming at us could be our savior? In, in the, it, it could distract us from something else. And I bring all this up, and, and I'll probably bring this up for a couple more podcasts, so if people are tired of listening to this, sorry, but you're just going to, you know, then tune out. I don't care. But we've had a couple, couple big names commit suicide. Yeah. We've had a, a, a strain of about 120 people a day take their lives. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if they're in that position, right? The Velociraptors on each side, they, they really feel like they're out of luck. And and, you know, people can judge them for having kids or not having kids or family members or not or wives or not. And I don't think you're, you're – if you're not mentally in that situation, you can't judge the person for doing the actions they did. Yep. But the biggest, darkest thing that they're probably worried about may be the one thing that saves them because it may shift their mind that one last time to get them out of that predicament. You know, or in, in – you know, even if you don't, don't take it that way and take it just into the life of business and everything else. Who's the person that may be – didn't screw you in your last day, but didn't come through all the way. Yeah. It, it's hard to, to comprehend and understand what, you know, mental health. Yeah. Because, I mean, the brain, you, you look at, I, I have this, uh, this analogy, like, you know, you, you break your leg. It's there. It's visible. Okay, you get this fixed. But the brain is like a million legs. So you have, when you have something that affects your, your mental health with the brain, it's not like a band-aid thing. I mean, it's so complex that, yeah, it's hard to understand 
as do I. And, and what, we probably know less of the brain than we do of the ocean. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I, I think, it, I, I find it fascinating because the one thing I draw from music and movies and, and everything else is that in all of them and the things that I really love about them is these these perils, these predicaments, or this, this overwhelming joy, or this, this feeling of accomplishment, you know, I mean, I have, I've openly spoke about the fact that I've suffered from depression, but some of the greatest things that have come is having my kid, and not because she's there, but also because, like, her shitty choice in music, <laughs> right, I mean, just the worst choice in music of all time is also one of the best things, I mean, you listen to My Little Pony soundtrack, and you're like, oh my gosh, but if you're waking up, you're having a bad day, and it's like everything's going to be awesome. It's hard not to think about everything not being. It's hard to not be idealistic at least for an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if you forget and you're in a routine, you drop her off, you get back in the car, and I'm just driving along, and that music's on. I finally catch myself. I'm like, wait. Ugh. But now it's stuck in my head all day. Yeah. And it, and it rings through, and it rings, you know, and you're like, okay, you know what? It's not. Now it's noon. It was 5 a.m. Okay. It's not every you know, and then maybe I got a good email, maybe I got a text or a phone call, whatever it is. It's like, yeah, it's gonna be a, yeah, 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 you know. Yeah. But to your point, it's that broken part, that part that finds the shadow and the light, that part that looks at things and goes, yeah, but where, where, where's the dark part? No one knows how to fix that except for you in, in some capacity, right? And a lot of times, the, the individual doesn't even know. Yeah, that's, that's that's the problem, I guess. That's that's why you you have these incidents of, of suicide and whatnot because they they. I assume I don't really know, but uh, and I just feel like they they think that there's no answer, there is no fix. This is they are broken and they can't fix it, so this is the only this, this is the, this is the thing. Yeah, you know, and it's and I don't you know I I so a friend put this out there. I Jackie, she's a spin instructor out of Chicago, a very nice person, and she's like, call your strongest friend. And you just call him because that's probably the person who actually is playing the toughest and might have one of, one of the hardest things going on. You know, you just never know. Um, all that said, you know, I, I bring it up only because it's tragic that two very famous people are, are gone that probably inspired a lot of people. It's more tragic that 120 people do it a day. It's more tragic that because it's the brain and, you, you know, you can't see it, you don't know, that it's shunned off. Yeah. It gets popular for a hot minute. Robin Williams is like, everyone call. These two people take their lives. Everyone call. And then two weeks later, it's a cycle, right? Of, you're not going to see in three months unless something else tragic happens again. Yeah. You're not going to see in three months as being like, hey, here's a special on the really dark underbelly of what is suicide. You're just not. And that's the bummer because it probably needs to be talked about a little bit more mm -hmm. than, uh, than anything else. Um, and, it, and it doesn't. But, uh, you know, it, I'd, I'd close out. And I'm sorry, it kind of took a little turn off of dinosaurs. They got a shout out for doing it. I wonder if that's on their resume. You put that in your resume? Guaranteed without a doubt. <laughs> without a doubt. That's on their resume. Hell yeah. You know that DNA uh, little segment? Yeah, I did that. I did I that. I DNA. Yeah. And everyone goes like, wait, what? Huh? What are you talking about? And then you'd like, like, oh yeah, I remember that goofy ass part. The, the least special effects of the special effects? Yeah, that was me. Me. Yeah. Right here. I'd actually colored in each sheet. I hope so. Yeah. I hope. Because look, yeah. you colored out of the lines on a couple of them. I could tell yeah. it was that bad. Yeah. So, uh, hey, listen, folks, go check out one of the Jurassic Parks, uh, this one, any of the other ones. Um, enjoy them. Have some fun. As always, thanks for listening. Justin, I know you're busy. you got a lot going on. Uh, you got a root canal, too, coming up today, which is crazy. Like a couple hours. I mean, jeez. Oh, God bless you. That. But um, thanks for coming in and doing this. Absolutely. I hope you, you enjoyed it. Yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. It's yeah, random. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> a lot of fun. A lot of fun. We'll... Um,
yeah, folks, uh, that's it. This will go out actually um, tonight or tomorrow morning, whenever I get it. I'm going to edit it real quick and just pop it out. This will be a, a special Maybe edition. Sound awesome. I will. I'm going to do that. I will. And uh, on that note, you guys can now hear my daughter singing about poop. Bye.